call the meeting to order. Ma'am, take roll call. Yes. Mr. Cathal? Here. Mr. Collins? Mr. Fritz? Here. Dr. Hattier? Mr. Layfield? Here. Ms. Moses? Here. Mr. Peden? Here. Mrs. Pryor? Here. Dr. Statler? Here. And Mrs. Wright? Here. Thank you. We have a quorum. Um, is there a motion to go into executive session? So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Executive session. I'd like to reconvene uh, the regular session. 3.02, uh, approval of the agenda for June the 27th, uh, 2022. Motion to approve? So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. We could have everyone please stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice. If we could remain standing for just a moment, a moment of silence for the uh, tragic accident to uh, the Kroll family this past week. Thank you. You may be seated. Three point oh four and three point oh five approval of the regular meeting minutes from May the twenty third and approval of the executive session minutes from May the twenty third. So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Okay. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Okay, there's a motion to uh, amend tonight's schedule, just the order of it. Uh, 10.06, the fiscal year 2023, 27th pack. Uh, there's a motion. This is a motion to move that to the agenda right now for us to discuss. Is there a second? So moved. Second. second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Okay. Right now we would like to discuss the 27th pay. Ma'am, can you give us a little background information to what that 27th pay includes? This is for all employees in the Indian River School District and also the costs that accompany that. Yes. Just a refresher. This happens every 10 to 12 years. Um, the state sets the first contract pay for 10-month employees. Um, and they have set that for the 23-24 contract year as September 22nd, 2023. So that causes 27 pays to happen in the 22-23 school year. And also based on calendar dates and when the pay periods end, there will be 27 pays for 12-month employees, um, but that will be in the 2024 fiscal year. Um, so it affects both groups, it just affects them in different years. Um, and in total, the local share of salaries that we pay on a per pay period basis is approximately $1.6 million, including OECs. Is that for all 10 and 12 months or yes. that just 10 months? That is 10 and 12 months. Um, it's about $1.2 million for 10-month employees and about 400000 for 12 months. And where is this money coming out of? 
out of local, the current expense funds. Can we do this without impacting um, our uh, reserves? It, it's going to impact the reserves um, just because it's a budget issue. Will it impede us in any way for meeting the state requirement to be able to have money going into September? No, I don't believe so. Okay. I'd like to make a motion that we pay the 27th pay for all employees. There's a motion made. Is there a second? Second. second. Motion made and seconded. Is there any further discussion? It's a great opportunity to show our support of our teachers in the district. Yes. All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Abstain. Uh, Ma'am, can you please take a... Yes. Mr. Collins? Yes. Mr. Frick? Yes. Dr. Hattier? Yes. Mr. Wakefield? Yes. Ms. Moses? Yes. Mr. Peavy? Abstain. Mrs. Pryor? Yes. Dr. Scotland? Yes. Mrs. Wright? Yes. Nine yes, one. Passes by majority vote. Thank you. Four point oh one recognition of our twenty nineteen to twenty twenty two retirees. Yes, thank you. On behalf of the Board of Education and the Superintendent, I am honored to recognize the Indian River School District retirees from the past three years. Unfortunately, the COVID pandemic did prevent us from gathering in person to acknowledge our retiring district staff, but we are dedicating a combined tribute to them this evening. This evening, we would like to celebrate each and every one of you and sincerely thank you for your tireless work over the many years that has truly made a difference in the lives of our students, our families, and our IRSD school family. So at this time, I'll turn it over to Mrs. Bunting and Mrs. Murphy. Good evening. We'd like to recognize every retiree, so we will be calling all names. Please feel free to come to the stage when your name is called. We will take a picture with our board president and assistant superintendent. Following the recognitions of everyone, please proceed to the cafeteria for refreshments, and we will take some group photos. Administrators, if you do not have any items for the remainder of the board agenda, please feel free to go to the cafeteria with um, the retirees. Thank you all for your service to the students, families, and your community. Thank you. Let's give them a round of applause. Marjorie Atkins, Southern Delaware School of the Arts. Mark Amet District. 
Sheila. Sheila Anderson, Lord Baltimore. Followed by Lizbeth Baker, North Georgetown. The next few I do not believe are here, but um, if you are, please come forward. We have Neil Barch, Selbyville Middle School, Karen Berry, Long Neck Elementary School, Alice Betts, Millsboro Middle School, Teresa Bissell, Millsboro Middle School, Bruce Bocknowski, Sussex Central High School, Laurel Michelle Bosevich, Selbyville Middle School, Diane Brock, Georgetown Elementary School, Paulette Brochett, Lord Baltimore Elementary, Linda Brown, Lord Baltimore, followed by Becky Burton of SDSA. Up next is Lorraine Burton from Indian River High School. <laughs> Moving on, um, again, I don't think they're here tonight, but Timothy Bush, Sussex Central. Tim is here. Emma Cabrera of North Georgetown Elementary School. Christine Cathart, Howard Tienis. Stephen Chunglo, Indian River. Angeline Cornish, Early Learning Center. 
Mary Crisco, Georgetown Elementary. Denise Cuthill, Long Neck Elementary. Jonna Lee Davis, North Georgetown. Donna Dean, Indian River Personnel. I know he's here. Mr. Chris Delgado, District. Not to be outdone by Ms. Lisa Delgado, Indian River personnel. <laughs> Molly DeZura, Sussex Central High School. Paula Deesty, Indian River High School. Edna Donatu, North Georgetown. Denise Dukes, North Georgetown. Zuli Ekaveri, North Georgetown. John Eckrich, Howard Tienis. Helen Elliott, Sussex Central. Barry Esham, Sussex Central. Marianne Fellini, North Georgetown. Jennifer Finnegan, Millsboro Middle School. Beverly Foy, Georgetown Elementary. Joanne Gishner, Lord Baltimore. Gwendolyn Gillespie, Georgetown Elementary. Robin Hall, SDSA. Gloria Harris, Howard Tienis. William Hastings, Philip Shaw. Charles Butch Hitchens, SDSA. Juanita Hitchens, Georgetown Middle School. Mark Hitchens, Sussex Central. Sam Hitchens, Georgetown Middle School. Gerard Hone, Selbyville Middle. Russell Hooper, Selbyville Middle. Melanie Huff, Early Learning Center. Karen Hughes, North Georgetown. Suzanne Johnson, Long Neck. Richard Jones, Millsboro Middle. Susan Kerr, Howard Tienis. Andrea King, Early Learning Center. Michael King, Indian River High School. Wendy Kirby, John M. Clayton, Mary Late, Howard Tienis, Mary Beth Leonard, Indian River High School, <laughs> Missy Lewis, Lord Baltimore, Elizabeth Light, Indian River High School. Judith Lober, Sussex Central High School.
Ralph Lowe, Sussex Central High School. Barbara Lynch, Howard Tienis. Donna Lynch, East Millsboro. Tracy Mikowski, Sussex Central High School. Mara Mariner, East Millsboro. Glenn Marvel, East Millsboro. William Matalavage, Georgetown Middle School. Julie McCabe, Long Neck. Teresa Merritt, District. Richard Messick, Georgetown Elementary. Susan Messick, Long Neck Elementary. Carol Messina, North Georgetown. Anna Miller, District. Tracy Mitchell, East Millsboro. Beth Morris, Millsboro Middle. <laughs> Christine Morrison, Philip Shaw. Karen Murray, Lord Baltimore. Mona Murray, Lord Baltimore. <laughs> Sherry Murray, Selbyville Middle. Ivan Neal, Georgetown Elementary. Loretta Newsom, Selbyville Middle School. <laughs> Patricia Otero, North Georgetown. Dana Palmer, Sussex Central. <laughs> Esther Peacock, Indian River. Forrest Pender, District. Colette Press Spady, East Millsboro. Deborah Pry, East Millsboro. Bryce Reed, Sussex Central. Ryan Rebel, Sussex Central. Beverly Rickwood, IREC. Ronnie Robinson, Early Learning Center. Deborah Rogers, Selbyville Middle. 
Lisa Rogers, Philip Shaw, <laughs> Maud Rogers, Georgetown Middle, Karen Saylor, East Millsboro, Rhonda Schiffer, Iraq, Kathy Scott, Howard Tienis. Jan Seitz, East Millsboro. Donald Sellers, Long Neck. Ronald, Ronald Sellers, Early Learning. Chris Shockley, John M. Clayton. Martha Ann Sprigg, Millsboro Middle. Barbara Starr, District. Amanda Steen, Sussex Central. Sharon Stong Wells, Lord Baltimore. William Allen Timmons, Indian River. Elaine Tingle, North Georgetown. <laughs> Mary Beth Tack, District. Donna Waller, Long Neck Elementary. Harold Walters, Iraq. Kathleen Warrington, SDSA. Kendall Warrington, Howard Tienis. Ronald West, North Georgetown. Brad Wharton, Iraq. Mary White, Howard Tienis. Margaret Wilt, Howard Tienis. Laura Wilkerson, Howard Tienis. Ruth Ann Willing, Georgetown Elementary. And Kathleen Uhanick, Lord Baltimore. While they're getting their picture taken, if we could have one more round of applause for all of our retirees. Congratulations to our retirees. 5.01, come a time in our meeting where we uh, set aside time for public comment. Um, do we, ha we have no one signed up for public comment tonight. Do we have anybody coming forward to speak?
Looks like everyone's headed away from the podium this evening. <laughs> okay, no one signed up? No one moving towards the microphone? Six point oh one school choice applications. Mr. Lewis. Good evening, everyone. On your board docs this evening, you will see a total of twenty-eight school choice applications. They have been reviewed by the building principals and also district staff, and we are asking to accept all twenty-eight of these applications. Uh, you can see they are um, <coughs> uh, first page. They're priority six from Georgetown Elementary. Uh, Mr. Stong is needing some seats to fill, so he's starting to pull from his wait list. Uh, the most students you will see will be on the last page of your board docs from uh, Southern Delaware School of the Arts, a total of 18 students. Uh, the sixth grade class, as you all know, many of those students return to their home school to play sports, so the building administration there is looking to fill those open seats. So again, a total of 28 applications we are asking to accept all 28. Is there a motion to accept? So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Thank you. Thank you. Lewis. 6.02, strategic plan update. Yes, the um, district has been engaged in this process for the past few years. However, due to the pandemic, we did have a slight pause. A couple of years ago, we partnered with Hanover Research to distribute a stakeholder survey to really kind of get a pulse from our community around areas that would be important to focus on with development of a strategic plan. And so those areas were utilized to develop the four pillars that are included in our draft strategic plan. The first pillar is titled Deeper Learning, and that reflects high quality instruction for students and academic programs that we provide. So there will be action steps that would support that pillar. The second pillar is focused on relationship-centered schools, really looking at the social-emotional learning supports for our students, but also our outreach efforts with family and community. The third pillar focuses on operational excellence, and this is what we like to refer to as our service model. So what are the services we pro provide behind the scenes to develop a safe learning environment, a clean learning environment, supports like nutrition and health services, technology, to really make sure that all of those um, protocols are in place to support the instructional program of our students. And then the fourth pillar is focused on impact-focused service, and this one really speaks to the recruitment, the retention, and the professional development of our diverse workforce with some of our Grow Your Own programs and opportunities to grow within the organization. So this initial draft was shared with our principals and assistant principals. We also vetted it with our community members and our teachers. We held a couple of um, optional Zoom meetings in May and June. So what we'd like to do this summer is go out into the community, conduct a few focus groups, use the results of the recent equity survey and what we heard from our families <coughs> a few years ago to garner more <coughs> input and feedback so that as we develop our action steps, we have a clear path forward for the next five years once we finalize the strategic plan. So at this time, I'll just entertain any questions you may have regarding that process. No questions? Any further discussion? 
Thank you, ma'am. 6.03, land acquisition. Yes, the district was approached by the owner regarding the sale of the Dukes Lane property that is adjacent to East Millsboro Elementary. Mr. Fritz has been in conversations regarding this property, so he will provide a few additional updates for the public this evening. So when the sellers of this property, and it is adjacent to East Millsboro, when they uh, decided to sell, their uh, wish was selling it to the school district. You know, it is located right next to uh, East Millsboro. Uh, it would add on additional space for the school district. Um, the state of Delaware, though, requires an appraisal to be done of the property. And even though the seller had a price that they wished to sell, uh, the state requires it to be sold at the appraised value, which in this case is more than the price that the sellers uh, were asking. Even after the appraisal, the uh, sellers uh, are, are, are really standing by what they would like to sell it for. So what we've come up with, uh, Dr. Owens and with the attorney, uh, is something called a bargain sale to a charitable organization. And bottom line is that they are allowed to sell it at less than fair market value uh, to the school district. Uh, most times this is real estate. And in this case, the sale of the property will be the appraised value, which is 200,000, but the sellers will receive 150,000 and they are giving the other 50,000 in equity to the school district in which they will receive a uh, tax deductible uh, donation in return for that. So we feel this is a pretty, pretty fair offer on the part of the sellers and it's very common and between our attorney and the sellers, a real, real estate agent uh, would take care of doing the legal paperwork for it. Any questions on that? Carefully worded motion. Yes. So if the board is in support of this land acquisition, we would need a motion for the board to hereby authorize and empower the superintendent or his, his designee to negotiate and to purchase parcel number 133-17 for up to its appraised value, less any offsets and discounts, plus any transaction costs and fees, and to negotiate, execute, deliver, and record any documents in furtherance of such purchase. There a motion to accept? So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion upon the land acquisition? <clears throat> All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Thank you, ma'am. 6.04, 2022-2023, uh, inclement weather days. We are recommending that we do not build in any minutes for inclement weather days. We now have the ability to be remote with our students and staff on inclement weather days. So due to that reason and also the teacher contractual, con teacher contractual day, we are recommending no additional minutes be added to the teacher day. So what happens when we have an inclement weather day? What are we looking at doing? So if we have an inclement weather day, so what our recommendation would be for the first inclement weather day, everybody gets a snow day for the first snow day of the season. Day two would be asynchronous for staff, asynchronous for students, staff would be planning. Day three and beyond, 
would be synchronous for everyone. Now, let's say that's in January. In February, day one would be asynchronous. Day two and beyond would be synchronous. So just to be clear, we all say snow days because it's easy, but it doesn't have to be a snow day. It can be yeah. any day. The day could happen in November, but then the very next day happens in March. There's only the one day that's the free day, say in November. The next day, which again, if it doesn't happen until March, is asynchronous, correct? That is, that is correct. Now, each, each occasion doesn't start a new first day. Correct. One of the, you can say, positives that's come out of COVID is that we do have the ability to work remote. We do have the ability for our students and staff to work remotely and to keep things going. Um, we could get a hurricane day. If we do have a state of emergency or if our systems are down, then that could be a state of emergency um, and then that, the state would decide whether that would be made up or not. This is the first time we've discussed this as a board, am I correct? Yeah. I believe so. I don't know how much in favor of that I am. I kind of like the fact that if you have, you know, we're picturing snow days with four or five inches of puffy white stuff. How many times do we blow it? Because uh, I won't quote Dan Satterfield, but he doesn't always get it right. But, uh, you know, we're, we're canceling school on days where there is no snow, and then, you know, there are certain days we're going to have it. So going into the school year with one school day, I know at one time we had nine days built in. Then we That's looked at correct. being more reasonable, and I think we're currently hovering at five. Last year we had seven days built in. And we, and we haven't needed to exceed the days we built in previously. That is correct. Since we've been building those days in, so... I don't know, I just, if I find it odd, you give one day on the first storm and then you come in remote learning the second and third days of that incident. But if you have a follow-up incident, say that happens in January. Now February rolls around, why wouldn't you do the snow day as a snow day with no instruction? And if it's two, three days following that, the second and third day be uh, remote learning. I just, just something to think about. I know we don't have the time built in, but we're also not shooting at a minimum standard. If the board comes out and says, we have four snow days during next year's school year, in June we can look at where we are and we can go ahead and forgive those days. Am I correct? As a board, we would have that option? Yes, the board would have that option to forgive days as long as we're above the minimums that the state of Delaware requires. And as a district, we have been above the minimum so that we have a cushion built in. Pretty significantly too, am I correct? Above that is correct because we've never thought with students, seat time and instructional time for students that we would be at the minimum as a district. We've always strived to be well above so that our students can get the best chance at the best education possible. I know we survived COVID, but as a parent, that was a very stressful time with someone having to be with a student while they were on the computer, et cetera. So I'm, I'm, I don't wanna lead the discussion here, but I'm not in favor of just the first event one day and that's it. If there's different events, I would say the lead day of each one of those events. If there's four snow occurrences where school's closed and it may be one day at one time or it may be three days at a time, I think the first day of that event 
should not be a remote. It should just be a day off is my thought, and I could be absolutely wrong. But I just, I don't know how you can forgive a foggy day where we close school in September because of a storm or Indian summer or whatever you call it because of the weather. We've got to close one day, and then we've got snow days coming in in January that we would treat differently. So I, I just have a t tough time grasping it. It's our first time of discussing it. But. Okay, my question is how successful was virtual learning during the pandemic? I will defer to the instructional directors <laughs> Thank for you. that. I frankly think this should have come up to the board before it was dropped on us like it is tonight. I'll make that comment for a variety of reasons. The sooner we can take action on it, Doc, the better we are to inform our parents. But I agree oh, with you. I get this that. is a little difficult conversation to have in the public with uh, what we're going to figure out tonight. That's my point. So. To answer your question about instruction during remote, I think um, having this conversation today, what we need to remember is that students attend school in person and can choose at any point in time not to attend school in person too. And we really can't do anything about that. So what we would do is if a child chooses not to participate during the remote times, is teachers would work with the students and the parents like they would in an in-person absence situation to make up the work and make sure that the academics reflect participation or not. Okay, and given the fact that probably 25 or 30 percent of the kids would opt not to, um, do we have the resources to make it up with those kids at a later time? Oh, we can work with anyone to make that up. I think that students... I'm talking about raw numbers. You have 30% of the kids who've chosen not to do this, mm -hmm. okay? That's a lot of kids, and they're somehow going to make all this back up. Like I said, this should have been brought to the board, in my opinion, before it was dropped on us tonight. I'm not ready to make a decision on this at this time. I'm just not. Can we table it? And have hey, that's, a very, I, I, that's I, a very viable option tonight. We can continue I to discuss. I think we need to table this table and have a separate meeting on it because like I think there's a lot of nuances here. I'm very concerned about those parents that, since the pandemic started, still don't have computer access, still don't have um, Zoom capabilities. Um, just because magically the pandemic is over does not mean that all of these people upgraded their basic equipment. And that has been the, the bugaboo in the whole thing all along. You know, everybody here is electronically up to their gills to the point where we don't want it anymore. Okay, but that doesn't mean that the rest of the world exists the same way. Correct. And I think we have absolutely proven that over the last year and a half. So, okay. And we take that risk with an inclement event anyway, whether it's a hurricane, storm. <clears throat> like I said, so, I'm yeah. not comfortable voting on this tonight. I'm just not. So my question, I don't know if this is for you, Dr. Jerns, or okay. for Celeste. What's the main advantage the district is hoping to achieve by doing this? So I think, again, I'm only going to look at this from an instructional standpoint, uh, but when we surveyed parents during remote instruction, one element of feedback that we saw loud and clear was that they wanted us to make use of this time rather than it always just being kids off school without having something to do. So then there was that discussion of balance. One, kids should have a snow day, but then also providing teachers that planning time while having learning that students can participate in, hence the asynchronous and the synchronous. Um, it was feedback that we've gotten from IREA that we can make better use of inclement weather days since we now can function 
remotely. We have all of our necessary curricula online. We have um, interventions online and teachers know how to do the synchronous and the asynchronous work. So it's just a matter of efficiency for learning, particularly during a time when we have lost um, instructional minutes with kids due to COVID. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I think we got some discussion, but it seems like an overwhelming majority may want a motion to table this. Uh, I'll make a motion we table this. I'll second Motion it. made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor of tabling this item, say aye. Aye. Those opposed? This issue is tabled to the next board meeting, and uh, I think we... Uh, put that on the agenda so we can get more discussion. Right. Thank you, ma'am, but I apologize as a board member. Not everyone's had an opportunity to research, look into, or we're aware of that. 6.05, Georgetown Elementary Roof Request. Mr. Booth? Yes, sir. Uh, good evening. Um, at the June committee meeting, we discussed the replacement of shingle roof at at Georgetown Elementary, we requested uh, quotes for the Georgetown roof, and three contractors answered, with the lowest being 149000 from Hershey Exteriors. Um, in your board docs is a quote tally form of the three that responded. Uh, three others did not. Uh, we are asking the board for approval to go with the lowest quote from Hershey Exteriors. Uh, this will be paid with uh, minor cap funds. Uh, if you're interested, it'll be a motion to accept Hershey Exteriors quote. This was discussed. Looks reasonable. We need a roof. I make a motion. We accept. I second that motion. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Thank you. Coach 6.06, Lord Baltimore Elementary Tribe. Mrs. Blanner will take care of this. Yes, this item was also discussed at the Buildings and Grounds meeting in June, and um, we did talk about support for the track. Mrs. Webb, the principal of Lord Baltimore, did go back to the PTO to discuss this, and she'd like to share a few updates with us this evening prior to action. Hi, good evening. Hi. Um, so we had our Buildings and Grounds meeting in June, and we were excited we had brought before the committee to ask for some supplemental funding. We had raised a lot of funds as our PTO worked together with our community. And when we went for quotes in March, our quote was for 39.8. When we went back in May, when we thought we had enough funding, it had jumped to 47.6. So we put in a request for consideration of the board to help supplement the funding for the $7,800 difference. And when we were at Buildings and Grounds, I was excited that the board thought that a track for the elementary school children was a great idea, and they were willing to fund that project and asked me to go back to the PTO and speak with them. After speaking with our PTO officers and some of the donors, um, we were going to ask the board to honor the original request to just do the supplemental funding, uh, just because they, we built such a positive relationship with our community. And we just felt if we went back to them and said, well, thank you for donating for our track, but now we want to use your funds for something different. We just didn't know how that would be received. And we just want to honor the request. They were gracious in working with us in the partnership for the Bunny Palooza, as well as supporting us when we did our color run at the school. And we just want to continue that positive community relationship. 
Um, I'd like to thank Mrs. Webb and everybody in the community for doing what they did. That's a whole ton of money um, that they've been able to raise. Uh, certainly, I'm going to make a motion that the district pony up the 7600 I would ask, however, in the future that a project of this size be brought to buildings and grounds before you embark on it. Um, just, if nothing else, to follow the procedure. Sorry. Is that fair? Well, absolutely. That yep, fair? We had that, that conversation. Okay. <laughs> so I'll make a motion. We pony up the 7600 Sorry, Jim. Uh, no, I'll, I'll, I'll add to that. I think this is fantastic. We had had some discussion about yes. the Student Activities Fund. Mm -hmm. There was a discussion that was brought up by Mrs. Wright about, you know, building-type things on our grounds, whether they should be done, funded by out, outside companies, or not companies, uh, organizations. Right. Uh, and I don't know whether that's considered outside PTO, but you know what I mean. Um, but we have Student Activities Fund that we collect money on every year. And uh, Tammy, I'm not exactly sure how much is sitting in there right now, but we do collect quite a bit, and we've always paid out uh, trips for robotics and different things. Well, we felt that there's more buildings than just Lord Baltimore where there are tracks. Uh, not talking competition tracks, talking just whether elementary tracks that need to be refurbished. And so there was also some discussion about, and you can't do them all at once, putting a plan together of doing one or two a year to get those finished, and the funds would come out of that student activities fund. Understand that I'm fine funding this, but no sour grapes if we fund other schools out of the activities fund going forward. There's a motion on the table. Is there a second? Second. Aye. Motion made seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Thank you, ma'am. 6.07 uh, HVAC cooling tower bids, East Millsboro, Long Neck, and North Georgia. Thank you. Um, it was discussed at the committee meeting uh, that the bids on the cooling towers would be coming in the 27th. Uh, or for the 27th. Uh, they came in Friday, the uh, 24th, I believe it was. Um, the, the only bid that came in, we got one response, um, and the bid was $24,402 below the estimate. Um, I have Dave Hoffman here with Guype Associates uh, that is willing to answer any questions to give you a brief, brief synopsis about where we're at in this particular bid. So we basically, um, we've been working on this project a while and it's basically central plan equipment for six of your schools. Um, the existing equipment has lived its useful life. All six schools, the equipment needs to be replaced. Um, the way we bid this to protect us against the, this bid climate that we're in right now is we did three of the schools as a base bid and then the fourth school was an alternate, the fifth school was an alternate, the sixth school was an alternate. If there's any way to, to afford all the work, we recommend it because prices are going up literally weekly. Okay, when you define equipment, are you talking about just the cooling towers or all of the ancillary equipment that leads to the cooling towers? Good question. So it, it is all the ancillary, so we're talking about chemical treatment, pumps, okay, controls. It's not just the box. And these, these devices basically reject all of the cooling from the buildings to the atmosphere. 
and the extra cost factor on that. On the on the auxiliary, right? Um, so, well, it's in the price now, but it's um, it's kind of hard to define. Uh, we did detailed estimates. I'd have to break that out for you, um, but I would say looking at I'd say it's probably half. Half the cost is the, your major equipment, which would be your cooling tower or closed circuit evaporative cooler, and then half of it would be auxiliary or supporting equipment. Okay, so the $24,000 less than estimate, did that cover all the ancillary equipment as well? Yes. For the base bid, yes. For the base bid? Yes. So, yes. So for three of the schools, your the bid was $24,000 less than our estimate. And that included the auxiliary equipment. Okay, well, so far this sounds like a decent deal. It is. Am I missing something? No, it's a very good deal. Matter of fact, we were surprised because, you know, we, we did the estimates a while ago and the, the, the market just keeps getting heated up, heated yeah, it's, up. It's terrible. It is. So the contractor is, uh, am I allowed to say that here? Is that okay? Uh, Joseph T. Richardson, we've done a lot of work with them. Excellent mechanical contractor. They know how to do this work. They've done work in almost all of these schools previously. Okay, so uh, is there any reason that we should be tabling this part or going into more detail on this? Yeah, yes, Doc. Um, we took a look at this uh, today and discussed it with Mrs. Blannard. Um, it's a considerable amount of money, and I think we need to take it to committee um, and discuss the financing, uh, financing of this project, and to see, if, you know, what we can do with the with any of the three alternates. Um, and uh, so, the bid is held out uh, for public schools for 60 days, um, but it, you know, I would have liked uh, it to be a much rosier picture. Um, and, and we would have saved a month uh, from doing the construction. But if we can get an answer from the board on the J July 25th meeting, um, that will help. Okay, I must be missing something then because you said three of the estimates came in less. So, and I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to be pedantic here, but. Base bid alternates. The base okay, bid, got it. Base I, bid okay, came I, in so less. So you want to include the alternates right away if possible. Uh, take a look at it. And uh, try to make a decision I mean, within okay. the within the next 30 days. To me, it would make sense to include the alternates right away. All right. Has has uh, this been discussed with Tammy at all? Uh, I shot her an email. We got the quotes in on Friday, and I shot her an email. But I don't think she's had time today to actually uh, dive Work it dive out. into this. Okay. But with the next uh, couple of weeks, we'll be meeting in two weeks uh, for a committee. Uh, and that'll give us some time to get our ducks in a row. All right, so this is not overly time sensitive. It, well, we get we get 60 days uh, public schools. Yeah, in other words, not tonight though. That's what I'm talking right. about. Well, the clock started ticking on Friday. Yeah, that's fine, but that's not 60 days. I'm talking about what can wait for the next meeting. Okay, if that's a concern, that I would recommend that we table this um, until the further meeting with further discussion. I mean, okay. does, does anybody else have any other questions of uh, Dave Hoffman on the cooling towers? And we will bring it, bring you back to committee to have this discussion with us. Yeah. And yeah. could you put that on the finance committee then, as Absolutely. well as buildings and grounds, please, Mrs. Yeah. Blanard? We'll do. Thank you. Requires action, so we want to motion to table it to the next board meeting. Yes, please. 
I'd make a motion we table this till the next board meeting with discussion at buildings and grounds in between. Is there a second? Second. Made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Table to July 25th of next meeting? Yeah, I believe so. I believe 25th, yeah. 6.09, market pressure cost change orders. Howard Tiena. Okay, in your board docs is a quote from GA Blanco and Sons for furniture for the hallways and common areas in the new Ennis School. Uh, these items uh, will be purchased off a state contract. Uh, they were reviewed by the committee uh, this uh, couple weeks ago, and it's requested uh, to be considered by the board. Um, it would be a motion to proceed with the purchase of the $91,444.18 uh, to move forward with this purchase um, when the state financial system uh, comes back up in July. Uh, this will enable Blanco to have the items for the school before it opens. It will help. So if you're interested in uh, furnishing out the school in the hallways and common areas, It'd be a motion to accept the Blanco and Sons quote. I make a motion we accept. Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? Make sure for clarity we're 6.08. Sorry, I said 6.09. But uh, motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Now 6.09, market pressure cost changes. So we did um, discuss change order request, request and market pressure items in length at the last building and grounds meeting. So this evening we do have Mr. Ken Fern and Mr. Brad Cohen here with us to review this information with the board and address any questions that you may have prior to potential board action. And we would like to discuss um, this in three parts. So the first part, which is in your board docs, would be the change order and allowance notifications. And then the second part would be to review the change order request requiring board approval, also provided in your board docs. And then the third request would be to review the market pressure items that were presented during the committee meeting. So Mr. Booth, I'll turn it over to you. Correct, so in your board docs, if you will uh, pay attention to the change order and allowance notification, um, they are, uh, change order and allowance authorization that require board notification for the procedural guidelines that was passed by the board. There's brief descriptions on each and the amount for each uh, change order for clarity. I don't know if there's any questions or if you want me to take them one at a time. Uh, one at a time, please. Okay. Um, inside the um, entry festival, uh, is included uh, bullet resistant material separating the office and the corridor walls to a height of 7.7 .7 feet 2 inches. Um, the wall to the right and uh, directly adjacent the therapy suite conference room is a thick wall uh, that accommodates the fire department annunciator uh, panels. Uh, based on the wall thickness, the thought was that it was a CMU wall, uh, basically block meeting ballistic rating, but it was designed uh, with a large stud wall. So in order to make that uh, ballistic resistant, uh, the panels have to be added to uh, the framing of the stud uh, to a height of eight feet 
So the cost to do that was $9,486. Um, so I approved this uh, based on the procedures that the board uh, had adopted and thought it didn't make sense to have one side uh, ballistic proof and the other side not. Um, I don't know if there's any questions. If not, I'll move to number two. It's a masonry change order for 1,147. Uh, we covered the sills to support the exterior brick in the vestibule areas, but we did not include the interior lentil support in the three vestibules where the brick is exposed on the interior of some of the storefront. Uh, that was a minor one of $1,147. There's no question. Um, yep. The next one is uh, for Kent Construction, uh, $7,995. Um, and this was to add a junction box between the sanitary CB catch basin 22 and the CB catch basin 23 per um, uh, the um, uh, information of uh, 033033. So what this was, uh, so on, on this one, we had a catch basin that's in the uh, front entrance drive and goes into the yard near the front of the school. Um, we, had the, uh, we had the catch basins connected with a pipe in a straight line. It was going past one of our foundations for the uh, bus drop-off canopy uh, piers. It's a cantilevered roof, so the foundations below ground were really widespread footings, so that pipe would interfere with that, with that footing. So we had to basically put a junction box to the side to divert the, the pipe to the junction box and then to that other catch basin. Okay. So. All right, those are the three ch change orders uh, that I went through. One other notification is an allowance authorization uh, which is an informational item for the board um, approved by the procedure. And that's $14,802.81. And what that is for is uh, Kent Construction. We found some unsuitable soils uh, that need to be remediated, soft spots near the rear parking lot, um, and clay uh, at the curbing near the trailer. As you can see, the 14000 is taken from that uh, $500,000 uh, allowance that we started the project with. Uh, it will leave $174,673.81. If not spent, it reverts back to the project. So there, those are the uh, four notification um, made to the board. If there's no other questions, uh, I suggest a motion be made to accept these notifications so that they'll be recorded in tonight's minutes meeting. For those four, I make a motion that we accept. There's a motion to accept. Is there a second? Second. <coughs> motion made and seconded. I have some further discussion though, sir. Um, R.Y. Johnson's change order for the ballistic capacity on the wall. When did that come to light? Go ahead. Um, it came to light the um, uh, seeing the construction in the field. I saw there was a stud wall. Um, when I when I looked at the drawings, it was a, it was a thick wall, which I assume was concrete. So um, it was it was not. 
it was it was a stud wall there. My whole intent was for that whole vestibule to be completely bolt resistant, um, you know, between eight feet and then seven two at our storefront. Um, so when I saw that 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 wasn't that meant we had a uh, you know we had a problem with the conference room on the other side of that uh, with no ballistic rating. So um, I, I recommended that we go ahead and put bolt-resistant panels on the metal studs um, before before drywall goes on top. So that was an omission on my part. Thank you for that explanation, sir. When did we come across that? When, when, was that a date-specific reason? Um, uh, if it has the backup, it would have. I apologize. I just looked for a That's ballpark okay. time frame. Are these all market pressure ones? Yeah. Go ahead. I think um, the date was in the packet that was presented to us at Buildings and Grounds, but yeah. I don't remember what that date was, and I don't have the paperwork here with me this evening. But I remember each individual change order was dated. My concern, though minimal, was just if it was post Uvalde or before Uvalde's incident. And then also with the new high schools that we're building, we want to make sure that we're building fortified structures when we move forward. It's great that we picked it up. I just also I see a ton of overreaction by our elected officials based upon a random school shooting. Great loss of life, but I just want to didn't know if this came about after that. Yeah, we, we had or, we had the uh, the change order request come in, so I we'd have picked it up prior to this to send it to Richard Y. We had the change order request come in on um, April 21st of this year. April 21st. Yes. Okay, so it's pretty Uvalde. I believe so. Uh, yeah, that's pretty evolved. So that's, we that's good. Been, that's what I'm looking at. We picked it up. We're trying to make yep. safe yeah, schools. Yeah, we, we probably, probably just, early April is when I noticed it. Thank you very much. I appreciate you picking up ahead of time to provide safety to school students. I just see an overreaction from several people post Uvalde. So I'm, I'm just happy that we're. Captain Layfield, thank you for pointing that out. Okay, because right now we know that the largest failure at Uvalde had nothing to do with um, the hardness of the building, it had everything to do with a failure of the internal security policies that were simply not followed. An abject failure, it was classified. We'll talk well, about more you. about that Abject later. failure is a great Comprehensive school word. safety, when we get to that with uh, yeah. Cathal, there's thank a few you. notes we'll discuss about that. But I, I appreciate you picking that up. And part two of that is we saw the importance of school safety in the design of buildings, also yes. teaching from behind locked doors, et cetera. But were to build a Sussex Central very intimate, I would like to make sure that we put those same procedures in place for the safety of our students. So yes. great pickup. Thank you. There's a motion and a second. Any further discussion? It's all to be labored. All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Thank you. Thank um, you the second part of three is a change order request, and they require board approval. These are in your packets uh, also. Um, the following are change order requests that, according to the adopted procedure, require board action. Each of these requests are over $50,000 threshold. Uh, these were discussed at the 
June 13th committee meeting, and Fred Cowan from Richard Y. Johnson uh, is here to comment and answer questions. It uh, may be easier to approach these uh, one at a time and ask the board for consider of each individually at that time and after discussion. Um, the first is the change order 10. Uh, it was an architectural miss um, and it adds a sanitary line to the sanitary vault from the pump house. Uh, this is a requirement and the district um, admin is in favor of its approval, uh, but it is over the 50,000 threshold. So Ken, I don't know if you want to address any of that or is there any questions on the first change order? Something has to be done. Yeah, I, I can clarify. Yeah. There's, so uh, this change or order too, so um, also relates to, it's, it's an omission on, on the design team. So the, the sanitary line, we have the, uh, the pump house that's a detached building at the, the rear of the site towards the east. Um, and there's floor drains within that pump house. Um, the, the, the drains were installed and the piping exits the building as, as the draw, uh, design drawings. What is, what is missing is the, the civil, the civil um, sanitary line that's supposed to connect to that line and then run it towards uh, the north side of the building uh, to tie into the sanitary vault. Um, so that was omitted. Um, it's about a uh, 277 run of pipe with junction boxes included. So, um, so it's an, it's a, it was omitted item. It's required. It's got to be there to be able to drain that, that uh, you know, floor drains. With that, yeah, it did start out. It did start out at 100,000 when we got pricing in because our, our civil engineer showed that line very deep, uh, almost 10 feet deep. Oh, that's right. Um, so we had our civil engineer go out and find where any utility crossings were, where electric lines were. We were able to significantly raise that uh, piping up and then um, make other adjustments as well to, to bring that price at least in half. But um, uh, still a large change order for an emission on our part. All right, so this would have been in the original budget had somebody picked it up at the time, correct? Yes. Okay. All right, this is still less change orders than what we had 20 years ago. All righty, we have to do it. I'd make a motion we accept that as well. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? What's the amount on that change order we're looking at there? Uh, it was $50,867. Make sure we're looking at the same. <coughs> Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Okay. Uh, change order 12 would be the next one uh, on your list uh, requiring board approval. Uh, it is a proposed greenhouse uh, as part of the Ennis curriculum. Um, Ken Fern can discuss the design and cost factors, and Brad may want to comment, um, and, and be glad, each of them will be glad to answer any questions. Um, so, Ken, do you want to go yeah, first? I, I'd just like to, to, to clarify, excuse me, just like to uh, clarify a couple things. So, the, the other change orders were kind of related to construction activities currently in progress. So, this one, we're, we're, we're indicating it as an owner-requested change order. Um, and I just want to clarify on the reason why. Um, so these relate to the previously approved, similar to the previously approved playground. 
uh, to the currently request, request for a greenhouse and a pole barn. Um, the the um, playground, the greenhouse, and one pole barn was always the intent to be included in the design. We have that on our civil documents, and that's what went through DENREC approval. We had a, we had a just kind of a foothold or you know, a footprint on, on the drawings to show those plans. Um, they, we, did, they, we, did, we pulled them out before the bids were um, uh, uh, due because as we, um, I'll just go through, the, the state allocated the district, you know, an amount of funds for this project. Uh, during the design of the building, we, the design team worked with the district and the Howard Tiana staff to incorporate the programmatic needs required for the school. Um, our construction cost estimates were indicating that the project had the potential to be a few million dollars over budget when we were, when we were getting near the, near the end there. Um, and there's, there were several factors in that with, you know, we, we tried to get more money from the state because there were some delays, but I won't go into a lot of that. Um, at this point, we didn't, uh, didn't believe that we could afford the playground, the greenhouse, or the pole barn on bid day. Um, since these structures were detached and separate from the, the school building, um, we thought these could be added back into the project when funding became available. However, we didn't know when that would be. If it was two years down the road, the, the programmatic needs for those areas could change. Um, so we, we pulled those items out. We left them on the site plan so it was recorded with DENREC. Uh, we just had them as future playground, future pole barn, um, and not in contract for the bids. Um, so that, that's why they're, they're, we're, at, we're bringing them back in later into the project now. Um, we still had concerns with relating to the remainder of the budget before that bid day, too, because of what we're seeing on the cost estimates. Uh, for that reason, we incorporated into our design documents 11 bid alternates just to give us flexibility on bid day to be able to select or be able to add things in if we had a, a good number. Um, one of those alternates, the, the, the biggest one, would have been removing additional classrooms. That was a concern that could have been a reality on bid day. Um, when we received the bids, we hit the climate just right. Um, the lowest bid came in, uh, Richard Y. Johnson, and it was extremely lower than the projected cost estimates. So now we have, uh, basically for the request we're asking tonight, we have the, the funds allocated already from the state if you choose to accept these, these change orders. Um, so the playground we began design last September, the greenhouse last October, and the pole, bar, uh, pole barns in March. So um, that's why we're bringing those to you now. Is there okay. any questions with that? You wanna go, Jim? You're, you're saying that the funds for all of these change orders has already approved and sitting there. Yes. It needs mm -hmm. our official approval to go ahead with each of these. Yes. But the, money's, the money from the state is there Yes. To fully fund. Yes. Okay. I just want to be clear on that part. Go ahead, Doc. Okay, so on the greenhouse itself, um, what did you guys project the greenhouse was going to cost before? And I have three different comments on this. This may take a bit. Sorry about that. Um, the greenhouse itself, what was the budget for that before everything went up and before you pulled it out of the... the, uh, the yeah, there's, there's 
We, we had we had budgets from we had cost estimates during from different construction managers. Okay. During, so we had two different. One came in at 239, and one was one was one 125 or, or somewhere around there. Um, the I, the I guess the one that we um, the, the 239 one was uh, contractor was familiar with the greenhouses we, we designed uh, on other school projects. Um, so. And then, then the school has a budget as well, which I don't know if that's... Okay, so how much is this greenhouse going to cost us now? So the greenhouse cost came in at $320,867. So a cool eighty grand more. And I thought under state contract we were picking low bidders, not high bidders. And this was the low bid. We had two bids received, and this was the low bidder. Um, and, and the, 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 the cost estimates we had too, excuse me, were from 2019, if that clarifies anything. So the climate's a little different. So there was there was two bids received and the lowest the lowest was the 32867. Um the and I can that bid hundred and a quarter, did they um, get back to us? That was a cost estimate in two thousand nineteen from a, a contractor. Yeah, but the other guy was two thirty nine even then. Yes. which is a substantial difference even for those. Was it apples to apples because... No, I don't believe it was apples to apples, no. Okay, because the 230, the way you explained it at buildings and grounds meeting um, was that this was complete, pretty much everything, proper flooring for uh, individuals who were challenged, um, proper stainless steel benches in all locations, okay, and a, and a complete layout. Yeah. So and the 125 may not have included that. I don't believe so. I don't see how it could. Um, and this is a roughly, what, 25 I, I, by 40 foot building? I made sure I had a very descriptive one okay. this time because I didn't, be I, here, I didn't at building and grounds. That's I apologize a boatload of money. Uh, the greenhouse is it's 25 feet wide by 31 feet long. Okay. It's, it's based, the size was based on uh, discussions with the Howard Canis uh, as, as far as how they were going to utilize it, how many students they wanted in the building. Um, the footprint we had shown originally on, on the civil plan was a larger greenhouse, so this was reduced. Um, it's, a, it's a commercial grade greenhouse constructed with an aluminum, uh, extruded aluminum frame with nine foot clear height at the side walls. Uh, it has a centered peaked uh, sloped roof with uh, gutters and downspouts. Uh, the exterior has eight millimeter double wall polycarbonate walls and roof. Okay, I get it that it's commercial because we yes. looked at all of that. Can you guarantee that this is totally ADA compliant? Yes. All right, well, I'm not happy about the, the money at all, okay, because it is a lot of money for a greenhouse. On that one, I mean, if it's within the budget, I'll probably vote to support that one, okay? Um, now, going into the, the pole sheds, though, Okay, I have an issue with the pole sheds. All right. Um, do you want me to give any other description on, on the greenhouse? Should we vote on the greenhouse individually? I think we should. Is I think we should. Further discussion on the greenhouse. It's my understanding that this project has already been 100% approved by the state. Yes. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. I just wanted to ensure that that was correct. My, I, I don't know. I just want to make a comment. Um, I'm, I don't know a thing about construction, and that's why I do what I do. I have a tough time nailing two pieces of wood together. Right. So I, when I get the specs, they don't mean anything to me, to be honest with you. Um, what I don't understand 
and I know it's fully funded, and I'm sure this is commercial, you said commercial grade, it's top of the line, 320. Sir? And I don't know what the difference is, but yet for our new high school, Sussex Central's gotten a bid for a twice as big building for 25,000. I don't know, to me, I, I don't understand what the differences are and why such a disparity in construction. Let me, uh, let Brad, you wanna answer that? Because yeah, yeah. You, you looked into to that part. Yeah, I can, I can help you with that. Yeah, I just don't know um, what's, what's the difference. We've got obviously differences. I saw, I, I saw that bid. Um, and when we looked into it, it was material only. So it would show up in a box and then someone would have to put it together. And it was of, a, I would say, a much lesser quality than what Ken has designed. Mm -hmm. And the longevity of that particular greenhouse, it, it probably w wouldn't last very long. So, uh, you know, I don't mean to be smart, but it kind of get what you pay for. Um, we did contact that greenhouse company, Griffith, and asked them to take a look at the design that Ken had provided to us, the price, and they said, no, that's completely out of their league. They, they couldn't even come close to pricing that. The other factor that goes into it, uh, for us, we have to use prevailing wages, which is set by the state every, yeah. every year. And those, those labor costs are, are almost, sometimes even double the cost of the materials. So you would be looking at, even if you did purchase that particular greenhouse, um, another 25 or 30,000 just in labor. That particular greenhouse does not have any of the function of this particular greenhouse. This one has uh, climate control systems that are tied back into the main building. There's a centralized BAS system, which is integral to the building. Uh, it has, you know, it is a, it is a, a very high quality. So, so what, it sounds, what it sounds to me like is that the district needs to give more funding to Sussex Central High School to build a much better <laughs> quality greenhouse. We would, green we would totally welcome that, <laughs> for <Exactly>. sure. <laughs> that Great would be comment, that, that greenhouse Brady. came in, nice that pricing thing. came in yeah. uh, at, a, you know, at, a, at a time when everybody's looking at it. So, okay. But I wanted to, I'm glad you asked that question because that really did need to be clarified. And are, are you sure that 25 by 31 <coughs> is a significant size? That will meet the requirements that the housing or the, um, okay. the school was asking. So I don't know if there's any other questions or uh, comments. And uh, you know, it's at, at committee meeting they said they'd bring it up uh, to the night's meeting yeah. for um, discussion and, and action. I just have one comment, or a couple probably at this point. But three hundred twenty, sorry, three hundred twenty-one thousand dollars for a greenhouse. And I know we say that it's fully funded. That's because it's a state school. And the state does that. However, so they say, if you don't use that money, that money will go back. We don't get to use it. But I think we have to still remember, or at least I remind myself, while I want to see the best things that Howard T. can have for the students that are there, I think we also have to be concerned about taxpayers' money. Because if it's fully funded by the state, it's every last one of us in here and outside of here that had to pay the taxes for that. And I believe we had a discussion the other day on the phone where we were not, we were going to find out whether or not we had to, we had a time frame as to when we needed to, to allocate this money. That's and true. I don't, 
I'm not sure if we did find that out, Mrs. Blanard, but I'll... Yes, Mrs. Smith can share an update. Okay, but with that being said, we all know that the prices are high now, but, you know, prices were high a couple months ago and are still high for gas, but little by little they're going down. So even if we have to wait a year and we save money, I'm not so sure it's not worth that. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, at this point in time right now, Howard T. does not have a greenhouse. They do not have that, that study plan. They have a greenhouse currently. They do currently yeah. have one, yes. Yeah. Okay. This size and of this no, caliber? No, not of no, this no. caliber, okay. no. So to answer your question on the end date, um, the funds are given to us with the, the state sets the end date of the appropriation. Um, so we have actually asked for those appropriations to be continued a couple of times because prior to me getting here, the state had asked us to delay construction. Um, so currently those funds are available through June 30th, 2023. Um, there's a couple of appropriations that were set to expire Thursday, um, but they are in the bond bill to be continued to June 30, 2023. I intend on asking for those to be continued at least until June 30, 2024, um, because the state auditor's office is not caught up with their construction audits. Um, so we need those funds available to pay for the audits. Um, so we are at least good, I believe, until June 30, 2024. It's not a guarantee. It's subject to being put in the bond bill and voted on by the legislature. But I did reach out to DOE last week and they thought delaying it would actually be encouraged because of the pricing um, and the market pressure issues that everyone is experiencing. And now, they I didn't give me a time frame group. on that. I forgot what Liaga and I had discussed at our brief meeting. She's right. Okay, so we can delay it, in other words. A little bit, yeah. Just, just at least a little bit. Yeah. So with that in mind. Um, can, I, can I add just one thing to that? Uh, I apologize. But from a construction standpoint, um, we're, we're completing the job now. We're scheduled to be complete by the project by the end of the year. Uh, if the greenhouse or any other uh, building that we're reviewing is postponed until next year, we would be off-site. And our contractors who are currently on-site who have priced this, they would have to withdraw their bids and everyone would essentially leave the project because we would be complete. And then you would have a whole new host of contractors there building this greenhouse and in fact the pole barns as well uh, you get into warranty questions things like that it really wouldn't be our responsibility as your general contractor if it was postponed beyond substantial completion so just to, just something to think about in addition to what Tammy has explained uh, I just wanted you to understand that that piece of it as well would you also have additional startup costs if you had to come back at a later date besides just the cost of construction Yes, itself? right now with pricing the greenhouse, we had two bidders. One was 60000 over this one. Um, they're holding their pricing. We told them that we're going to the board for approval tonight. If we don't receive it, they may, and we delay it another month or two months or whatever, uh, they said that they would have to reprice all of it. And even with our even with our existing contractors. When you say commercial grade, what do you what do you anticipate life expectancy? I mean, is this like well, a building Ken, that's going to be Ken here forever? <coughs> so, so the frame the frames probably you know at least 50 years or anything. 
the, the polycarbonate. That's, there's, there's better panels out there that I just did the eight millimeter uh, polycarbonate. Um, they'll, in about uh, between 10 and 12 years, they may start to haze a little. They won't be as clear. Um, they're still good. Um, as they get older, they get, may get more brittle. So I would think you're probably, uh, you know, depending if the, the haze is an issue, whether you want to replace those or, um, you know, it could be a 20-year. If, if you go to an acrylic panel, that's, that's, that's about another ten to $15,000 more. Uh, that would give you a 30-year. The, the structure of the bones would all be the same. The equipment would be the same. It's just the panel that would, will be the first thing that wears. I talked with the uh, the supplier just to verify all that, and they, they said they know one that was 30 years old before they replaced their polycarbonate, but it, it varies on, you know, location where you're at, how hot, how hot it is. I don't think with the cheaper one you're going to get anywhere near that life out of it. Most of the cheaper ones are rated 5 to 7, maybe 10 years tops, and that's for the frames included. Okay. I don't like spending the 320 either, but it sounds like the other bids were even higher for this type of building, the quality we're talking about. Me personally, I'd rather just build it since they're there, but I am serious when I say that Sussex Central should not be having to build a $25,000 greenhouse then. No arguments. Yeah. <coughs> Mr. Booth. Yeah, there's there's some confusion. The temporary greenhouses to support the academic program here, Jim, it's going to the farm area, all right? And they couldn't move the one that's currently on the other side of the building. They looked at that and they went and got a price for something that was, um, I'm going to say, temporary. Okay. All right. Incorporated in the design of New Sussex Central is a greenhouse that will be on the back in a like a show place, uh, more, so they're, more they're actually going like, to spend a little more. More like this greenhouse. Yeah, they're okay. probably going to spend more. Yeah. Okay, and and they'll I be on you. the backside of the of the school, well, where okay. the parking is. That's that's important. <laughs> so there's two different greenhouses that Sussex Central's okay. looking at. Good, cleared it up for me. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, now they would like a decision one way or another. Um, the contractor is going to be. Uh, completing the job towards the end of the year. If it falls after the end of the year, then the district will have to go out and see what they can in uh, uh, looking at uh, building one, I guess. So it's totally a board decision. Uh, uh, you What's know your what recommendation, Mr. Booth? We're looking at this. We're listening to them. What's your recommendation for the cost here and now? We know well, that the cost will change if we put it off, but right now with what's presented to us in front of us today, What's your stance on yeah, where we I'm, are? I'm not happy with the price either. Um, I would agree with, with that it's a lot of money. It was designed um, to, to last and designed to, um, uh, uh, to support uh, the school there. Um, but I don't mind if you want to delay it a month and, and uh, take a look at it. But I, I would have to agree with these gentlemen. You heard Dave Hoffman earlier that the prices are just running rampant, so I'm not sure you're going to get anything less. The We have talked about that the state um, has authorized money to build something like this. Um, Mrs. Kansak, the principal there, 
uh, talked about it being part of their curriculum. Uh, it does have the promise of being um, uh, integrated with the high school and the middle school in future years from across the street, both of which have uh, programs. Uh, Millsboro Middle has a greenhouse now. Sussex Central apparently is going to end up with two. Um, <laughs> but uh, there are uh, some of those things. But if you want to get it done with the contractor, you need to vote for it, um, uh, to vote yes. If you want to wait and see if you can get it cheaper, um, you know, I really, if I had a vote, I would vote. But, uh, you know, as far as recommendation, this is a tough one you're asking me. So your recommendation is? <clears throat> but we're looking at a, we're also looking at a contract Well, I would here, right? probably regretfully uh, <clears throat> approve the greenhouse. Um, you know, it is, it's, it is probably about $100,000 more. Uh, at least it is $100,000 over what I think we marked down as, as a budget, if I'm correct. So Plus or minus. It's a, it's a tough pill to swallow. In our strategic plan, is this a complex we're going to be using with this as the middle school, the new high school, and Howard Tiennes working together? Or is this a greenhouse that no one from outside Howard Tiennes is going to step foot? No, they can, they can collaborate with, with <coughs> both the high school and, and the middle school uh, down the road for sure. Look what we did with this auditorium. We're upgrading this auditorium so it's a shared auditorium and not a new similar auditorium built with the high school. It was the last design I'd seen with the high school. So this is a complex style model. If we put a nice greenhouse across the way, then some of the students here and or at the middle school that will be here. Right, and we designed that with crosswalks, you know, so that you can cross over, uh, walk over to, to the school from here, from this site and the new high school. So that's been that's been shared by people when we we've discussed the greenhouse for for a while and we started getting the numbers and we started uh, beating on them probably two two months ago or more uh, but the prices just haven't changed uh, to meet the design that our architect was asked to do and that was design something that would uh, would hold up design something that was ADA compliant um, and I think uh, Fern and Daniel did that. All right. We've thoroughly discussed the greenhouse. Is there a motion to accept this change order bid number 12? I make a motion to accept number 12 of the greenhouse as is presented. Motion made. Is there a second? I will second it reluctantly, but I will. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion on the greenhouse? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Opposed. Can you please poll the board, ma'am? Yes. Mr. Collins? Yes. Mr. Frick? Yes. Dr. Hattier? Yes. Mr. Wakefield? Yes. Ms. Moses? Yes. Mr. Keaton? Yes. Mrs. Pryor? Yes. Dr. Statler? Yes. Mrs. Wright? No. Nine yes, one no. Passes by a majority vote. I, I do. I believe that if we go with a, uh, a complex model with the new Sussex Central and also Howard Tiennes, there's a cost-benefit to what we're building here at this project. I yep. know that is expensive, but I still think it was well within our purview to do it to benefit this complex of the future. So thank you. All right. Part two, the pole buildings. Okay. okay um, uh, change order 13 yep. is a request for two pole, pole barns, uh, one to support the NSDAF 
uh, for storage and storage of their equipment to maintain the grounds. And the other is to complement the bus lot for storage and a workspace. Um, Mr. Firm will address these uh, design and cost factors. And again, Brad, uh, almost the same as the greenhouse, Brad may comment or offer uh, to answer any questions that you might have. Okay, so on this, um, again, in, in the initial plans, we always had one pole barn. We had the, the second pole barn was added uh, a request during while, while this project was under construction. Um, so the one pole barn, as Joe mentioned, would be intended for the, the school for maintenance lawn equipment. The second one was also to support Howard Tiena school transportation vehicles as well as the district buses parked at the lot. Um, so both pole barns are, um, are uh, again, on this one we received two bids. So the, our low bid for both is $303,547. Um, the, the, the pole barns are basically identical. Um, so they're 30 feet wide by 40 feet long with peaked roof. Uh, they have um, a snow guards, vented soffits, gutter and downspouts. The inside has concrete floor with a vapor barrier underneath. The ceiling height is 18 feet high. Uh, each building has a 14 uh, wide by 14 high coiling commercial grade overhead door and two personnel doors. Uh, the exterior walls are, are metal, uh, kind of a typical uh, standard uh, pole barn, and include um, uh, vapor barrier, uh, insulation at the walls and the roof. And then the interior walls also include metal liner panels on the inside with a ceiling uh, panel as well. There is a metal ceiling panel with an access opening through it. There is. Yeah, so I think we couldn't... We didn't you can't have insulation laying on a, on a ceiling, but I think the insulation's at the roof, but we do have a, a ceiling to close off. If you've off got a ceiling in there, you can blow in 24 inches, no problem. It'll yeah. work fine. Done it a couple times. Okay. That was one of my concerns, as you know. Right. Okay, so, and then on the outside, you say there is going to be some kind of an insulation on the outside walls, or at least yeah, like so a they're insulated. They're insulated walls and, Bubble and wrap, roof. Yeah. some type. Um, the new yeah, it's is. R30 on the exterior walls and it's bubble wrap on the roof. Jeez. Okay, that's good. Um, so each each that's includes really two unit heaters, an exhaust fan tied into the school uh, building automated control system, uh, lighting and ele electrical receptacles placed around. There's no plumbing in these buildings. Okay, and if I'm not mistaken, you're bringing three phase into at least one of the buildings, right? It'll go um, the three phase. Um, I thought the three phase was in the greenhouse, but it may be in the, it may be in the pole barns as well. Because the specs I looked at looked to me like you had three phase going in, and the logic behind it was so that we could run a heating unit of some type, yes. which we know would be cheaper. Okay, it's similar for the the greenhouse, and and actually had the engineer run after we had a discussion. Yes, the 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 cost results would be cheaper to bring the the three phase in. Okay, um, I, and I it, and it gave you a better flexibility for running lights on single phase and then the three phase for the heavier equipment. I actually investigated that separately, I agree, okay? Okay, so um, my only concern here, besides the fact that prices are through the roof in general, is that you're building a building to work on a bus that's going to be heated and the bus doesn't fit inside the building. Okay, does that even make sense? Well, I think I better speak up to that because uh, currently they do not have any building. 
Understood. And, and they do have uh, storage uh, buildings across the street. Um, they also have uh, stored material at different buildings uh, throughout that the district. Too. So they have quite a bit of stuff. I spoke to the person that works on the buses today. Um, she'd be delighted just to have a pole barn. Um, they don't wash um, uh, buses or anything in cold weather. Um, she said she'd be able to pull in in, in climate weather if it rained, just like what you saw today, and pull in the front or back in if she was working on the back and changing the lights. But um, she, she would be happy. So in that context, when I started talking about this, was going from nothing to, to, to something. And... Um, you know, just understand that if you do make it a little bit bigger for a bus to pull in there, it's going to increase the cost probably. Well, it's going to increase the cost, but on the other hand, if it's cold as a well digger's rear out there, at least you can pull the bus in and use some heat. Right. We I mean, I do a lot of mechanical work, okay, right. and uh, I do not like lying on cold concrete if I can avoid it. <clears throat> so if you at least have a base heat in the building, say 45, 50 degrees on a 20 degree day, you can function fairly nicely. And we're already spending more money than what we should, okay? So uh, how long is an average bus? 72 feet? Mm, 60 feet? Who knows buses around here? Not me. All righty. That's, that's one of my concerns. The other concern I have is you're talking about something called an accordion door? Uh, a coiling door. Okay. A, a coiling door, so it, it'll, you know, it'll roll up at the top. So What's it's the an cost difference metal between that and a standard panel type door? The um, we we had them cost both ways. The, the 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 only thing to concern with the panel the panel door is if the door goes up, it was going to cover some of the lighting up from above. Um, if um, you know, we're thinking that the bus pulling either the front or the back in, so the door would be open. Yeah, but if you basically pull the whole bus in, that's not a concern, is it? Correct. Okay. Um, so and that that would also be the same question then for uh, the storage one too. Okay, I mean, they're moving things inside. Okay, we don't generally work at night uh, loading up our pole sheds. So what's the difference in cost on an accordion versus a panel? It was about, it was about 30,000 a piece. Per door? Per door. per door. Okay, so right off the top, we could drop 60,000 by going with a panel door, and that probably would be enough to accommodate the extra feedage, feedage footage that we need for the, uh, the bus, right? It is, there is a complicating factor there. We went back through, and you heard this at committee, we went back through DENREC to get approval for this additional pole barn. Right. They made us do uh, a whole nother stormwater analysis of that property. You're welcome. And then, uh, and then they went through the county approval for the, for the plan. So if you did expand that, I believe, I'd have to defer to Ken on this, but I think they'd have to go back through the approval process. Why don't we just build it and ask for, for uh, forgiveness and forgiveness later? I mean, enough of this stuff, all right? I'm dead serious right about now, too. Yeah, we, we thought they would just do a, a letter a letter approval because, you know, the, there's plenty of uh, footprint that we can add future expansion to yes. the site. Um, but they, they did not do that. They, we had to do a full, redo a whole full submission. And I don't know how they would react with uh, changing again. Okay, so what happens if we put up this building and then um, add 30 feet to it later? That sounds a little shady to me. 
Do we need uh, an approval for that too? Uh, yes, you would. Any anytime you add any building footprint of impervious area, Denrec will want to see what that is to make sure it doesn't affect any stormwater issues. That's just where he needs. I don't even know what to say to that. I have a comment. Go. Fred, do you want to add anything about the calls? Not much more than what has already been said. As oh, yeah. Ken mentioned, we had we had two pole barn contractors bid on the project, along with our contractors that are currently working at Ennis. Um, prices came in for the barn. There was the low bidder, uh, the high bidder, the second bidder was about thirty thousand dollars higher than the low bidder. So they were competitive pricing. The only uh, outlier is the uh, are the coiling door, doors versus the the flat panel doors. Okay. You know, and the and the, and the size, but so again, I know I know cost. I'm just thinking in my mind, you got a bus pulled halfway in. Plus, this is going to be used for storage. Right now, we've got busing equipment all over the the district, supplies and uh, spare parts. Uh, I know there's some at different locations. I'm thinking 30 by 40, 18 foot high is going to be pretty cramped. I agree. Okay, because anytime I build a pole shed, I decide what size I need, and I add 20%. It's still too small. Okay, <laughs> and anybody that's it. ever put up a pole shed or any kind of a shed can probably say the same thing. How um, tall? I'm, how tall is a bus? I mean, they're talking 18. I think they're going to be 11, 10. 10, 11, because yeah. you start getting height clearances on the roads. Yeah. Any 10, truckers in the room? 14, 14 is the highest you can get. That's what I figured. Somewhere in that range. Oh, no. I, just, I personally just think it's going to be too small for the I agree. park. But I know what you're saying about having to go back to groundwater and all that. But I don't know. Well, I've, been in, I've been in contact with our transportation department. And like I said, they're going from, from, from nothing. Um, we um, had put in the, the grant, or excuse me, the stone across the street, uh, developed that. Uh, Mr. Waters went out and, uh, and got the, I believe, got the two storage sheds uh, over there to have a porta potty. I mean, they literally had nothing. We went from zero buses about two years ago to, I think there's projected to be about 18 yeah. uh, buses, uh, but they, they didn't have anything. They, uh, do much of the work on those buses over at Ingram Pond, um, you know, so uh, they have a, a pole barn there, but they never use it. Um, and that pole know, barn is not I big never, enough either. I never thought about, I guess uh, you're uh, damned if you do and damned if you don't, so I never thought about putting in a bigger pole barn so that the bus could fit. I could be standing right here, and they said, why do they need such a big pole barn? So, you know, I'll take the, the hit on that one, I just viewed it as an opportunity to be able to put in two pole barns, one to support the school and the other uh, for right now to support the, the bus, uh, you know. And she does do some minor repairs that I've heard. And like I said, I, I spoke to her today. And, um, uh, you know, it is what it is. But uh, it's a board, board decision where at this point we've discussed it. We've talked about getting approvals uh, at, at earlier meetings uh, I guess it never popped up about the size of the building nope. or being able to 
put a bus in there, but we're at this point now, and it's uh, a board decision that. Okay, uh, I'm against the, the $30,000 doors. They could be replaced. That is a cost savings. I don't know that it makes that big of a difference. Um, and I am in favor of, of expanding the one other uh, pole shed. Okay. Yeah, I, I, think and I say we put it in and ask for forgiveness later. I'm going to apologize, but I think the on change order number 14 um, has, uh, Ken, I'll let you explain it, but it's the site work that's needed also with the pole bars. So right. Kind of go hand in hand. Oh, I understand. Two, okay. two things. Right now we have from DENREC approval of these two pole bars, so this next one is already approved through, through DENREC. Um, Brad and I are just kind of off the cuff thinking if you want a, a larger pole barn, maybe we can accept one of those pole barns and then have them get pricing for next building committee. So that locks the price in at least on one of those uh, barns. And then and then um, see what a price would be for them to expand it. Can we ditch so the door? We can, we, can, we can change the door if you'd like to change the door. Yeah. I'd like to change the door. Okay. I just don't see where that's a benefit. You know that that was part of the thought, thought concept. I mean, it was a. Well, I know it's a nice option, do, but right. That's thirty thousand dollars. Right. So. All right. I so don't mind get, splitting we, them. Splitting them is fine. Right. So if we get pricing in, what I'm thinking, because if Denrec makes us go back to a formal submission, oh, we're going to be a couple months. You know, we're going to be a whole month going through that review. If they give us a letter, it could be quick. But anyway, we could at least get pricing in to have a pole barn locked in. On a, on a price for a larger barn and be able to present that, and then right. we'd just be waiting for that DENREC approval. I don't see why, there would be no reason for DENREC to, to disapprove it because again, we have plenty of open ground. Correct. Um, and we're not, you know, we, we have more ground we can cover uh, for, for you know, without affecting any storm water issues. So we can approve the one for the school if, if we choose to do so, and then you'll try to get approval from DENREC for a larger building for the bus. Sure. Okay. It, it may lag a little just so we get that approval, but if it's a letter, mm -hmm. maybe it's something that is a little quicker that we can get, we can get that flipped around. Um, we're, we're kind of at their mercy for that, we, you know. All right, so I would make a motion then that we approve the fir first pole shed with flat panel door versus accordion doors. Fort Ennis School Storage. And what? Fort Ennis School Storage. Yes. Okay. The, the only other thing that was on there is they had specific colors called out, which we just want to make sure that we can review colors with the district and change colors if we need to. So that would be the only other item. But then you're going to come back next month to committee meetings and board meeting with the cost of the second building. Yes, and please. Sizes. Okay. Uh, can you do that in two weeks? It's two weeks. So at this point in time, using my calculator, the way they are, we have $764,066 for a greenhouse, two, two pole sheds, which it's going to be more because it's going to be bigger, and then $139,000 some dollars that we're paying Kent Construction for the roadways to get back the drive lane and additional site work for there. So 764 066. Mr. Booth, the second 
the second shed that you're talking about, Cole Barn. That's going to be for for all buses for well, transportation. Well, I just have a question that if it's money that's for Howard T. Ennis, how you can use that money for the district's transportation? That doesn't seem just doesn't seem right to me. If we discussed that, and they do have some Howard T. Ennis buses there. Um, and um, there was a neighboring school district that did the same thing. Well, I, I don't care what the neighboring school districts no, but do, but just, seem, just it just seems a little shady to me. Yeah, on the I agree with Ms. It Pryor. doesn't seem right. I think that does. Just I'm not sure how, how we can stretch that definition. Um, this is a Tammy question, and I think Tammy had actually already looked into it, if I'm not mistaken. I think she said she thought. Well, I would say just because we can technically do something doesn't mean Ken, that we should do something. Right. Ken just mentioned also that the parking lot for the buses uh, was approved by the state, knowing it was a district parking lot. Yeah, that's a play on words. I haven't asked that question. You have not. No, we, in discussion through this process and with Mr. Dufendant's advice through this, um, he didn't have any concerns. Um, because it is servicing NS buses as well. But again, we have people that are saying he doesn't, they don't see a problem with it when they're not official people to make the, the decision on that, correct? Correct. Okay. I think this is clear as mud right now. <clears throat> with uh, change order 13 and 14. Unless we can clear it up, we're going to move on without taking any action on this because uh, this has been a dropped anchor for about 45 minutes. Correct. Do you want to table it? Is that what you're saying? Doc, is there any clarity we can bring forward to it? Well, the only clarity I think we could do is, is the first poll shed um, because really that's independent from, from the second one. Right. First poll shed mm -hmm. at Howard T. Ennis yep, which is with, the, the, with the cheaper doors. And I will second that motion. With cheaper doors. I mean, that's 30 grand, okay? I mean, I know for some state employees, 30 grand may not be a much, but, you know, as a private taxpayer, it is. Thank you, Liaga. You're right. We, okay. did, we did have a budget for both poll boards that was, um, these amounts were less than that amount that's in the budget. We had $500,000 allocated towards the two poll boards. Am I, Mr. Blanner, wow. am I correct that we're moving the transportation office and department to the Howard T. Ennis building? Yes, so we have the, the site at Sussex Central right now, but we would be providing most services at Ennis for that campus and the district. So we do have 20 district-owned buses right now that would be serviced there. Four of those do support the Ennis students. And would it make sense to the district that spare parts and supplies be kept in a central location rather than scattered throughout the district as they are now? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, and I, and I think it's important to note that um, the first pole barn that supports the school and the associated cost with that is important to look at this evening because of school construction and the timeline. The transportation pole barn, we can certainly revisit. We can take that back for a conversation with the state make sure that we have all of that information to bring uh, a discussion forward that answers those questions. So that sounds like a good 
the first one we could move forward with tonight if the board is in support of it, but the transportation conversation really requires some follow-up to make yep. sure that it's appropriate size and supported by the state. And the 140 for the site work, that's whether you have one or two. That's that's the same price regardless, pretty much, correct? That's, that's, that's for the second one. So again, on, the, on the, 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 the original civil plan, we never accounted for a second pole barn. So this is to, uh, and we, we positioned the pole barn next to the other one, but, but pushed it back a little because we have, uh, we allocated and designed that you could do some future expansion out the side of the building there. So we, we didn't want to be within that footprint. So this, uh, we basically had a, a vertical curb drive lane that was going around. Uh, the corner, so we needed to change that curb to a more of a depressed curb, and then there was also a catch basin in that area that we needed to modify the catch basin to be able to, and then and then provide a heavy-duty asphalt drive lane to that second pole barn, and then grading to bring the, the grading up for proper drainage as well around that pole barn. So, so it's you're more, saying it's the more 139, the, the 139 is only for the second pole barn. But here it says additional site work and drive lane for pole barns it's for so yeah, the contract. The, the, the one drive lane was always in the plan, so we already had asphalt going through our, our footprint placeholder. So that's already in the base base bid. That that's that's always been included. This is this is extending a new drive lane to that second pole barn. So she's saying that it says pole Yeah, that that's that's a I'm putting it as we are doing two pole barns, but it should be a, it should be single, not plural. Excuse me. Do we have, do we have a new motion for the single pole barn? Yes. You have a motion. Okay, let's and a go second. ahead. Who wants to make a motion? I make a motion that we accept the first pole barn attached to the NS yep. school for storage. It's already on the right with the modified doors. With the modified doors. There's a motion. And I second it. There's a second. Yes. Sure. I already seconded it. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Abstain. Please poll the board. Mr. Kaplan? Yes. Mr. Collins? Yep. Mr. Fritz? Yes. Dr. Hattingham? Yes. Mr. Layfield? Yes. Ms. Moses? Yes. Mr. Peden? Yes. Mrs. Pryor? Yes. Dr. Statler? Yes. Mrs. Wright? Yes. Passed by majority vote. Okay, uh, consideration of change order uh, number 14 that's in your packet uh, would go with the second poll board, so I assume it's tabled as well. Yes, sir. Um, now? So, so you are going to come back at next month's committee meetings and two board weeks. meeting with costs for size, et cetera, to discuss. Okay. Yep. But important clarity that we're able to utilize yeah. this building at the Howard Tiennes complex for buses throughout the district, not just Howard Tiennes use. Correct? Correct. That seems to be a, a lingering issue that there needs to be specific clarity from the state right. for board members. Sure. And a building okay. built to size that will house a school bus. Yes. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Is there anything else on that that looks like we worked our way yes, through? Yes, you do, and I'll let uh, I'll just uh, yield to Brad uh, to talk about market pressure. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. 
Yeah. Okay. Obviously, you know we've had we've had uh, you know discussions on market pressure prior to tonight. We certainly live in unprecedented times, as everyone knows, with the price of everything going through the roof. Uh, no sign of it slowing in our world at all. The only thing that's slowing is our ability to obtain materials. So um, during the course of the Ennis project, materials have escalated to the point where subcontractors are really feeling the pressure and can't absorb them any longer. Uh, the state of Delaware recognized this back in uh, January of 2001, 2021 uh, through July of 2021. They offered a program called Market Pressure Funding through the Small Business Bureau. Uh, that was for materials that were purchased during that time frame. So what we had to do is we had to show an original quote from bid day to when the material was actually purchased during those six or seven months. We submitted those to the state. The state then reimbursed us. We, we passed that cost, that money on to the contractors. That was a total of about a little over $355,000. That program has since ended. We were hopeful that that program would continue. It has not. There's no signs of it being brought back anytime soon. So what has happened is the material costs have continued to escalate. Contractors who have purchased materials post-July 2021 are really feeling the heat. They've tried to absorb as much as they could, but the escalation manufacturers are not holding their prices. In some cases, refusing to lock in any material orders until the truck leaves their, their facility and then you get the price of the material, much like we talked about on the, uh, on the roofing. When the truck leaves the station, that's what the price is that day. So previous years, we've locked it in. They would honor the contracts. They no longer do that. And you may ask, why wouldn't a contractor lock in those prices, order the material sooner? Well, there's a number of factors there. The manufacturer's new pricing criteria means same-day delivery, same-day pricing. Whatever the price of the goods are that day is what you get. You don't know what it's going to be, and it's certainly not getting any lower. Allocation of goods, the manufacturers have multiple contractors. Our contractors have multiple projects, so the manufacturers are not giving them everything they need at once. They're sort of, you know, giving a little bit to everyone to keep them happy. So the allocation is a problem. Uh, field measure. A lot of our contractors, and most all of the ones that we have in this, this, uh, this scenario, need the building to a certain point where they can go out and field measure for their materials. They can't just order it because they don't know exactly if it's going to fit the proper quantity, such as wire, metal studs, different things. Um, also, the storage of goods. This is a tremendous amount of material that is, you know, you'd have tractor trailer loads of material if you could get them sitting in the, in, in the field across the street. That just isn't practical. Uh, the manufacturers wouldn't allow us to do that, even if, even if we, we could. They, they just don't have the material to give us that quantity. So with that said, the contractors have submitted change orders to us um, for the material increase alone. We followed the same criteria as the state did back during the market pressure funding relief program that they had, meaning there's no markup permitted and there's no labor allowed on that. So what you're seeing this evening is pure cost. So if it went from a dollar to two dollars, it's a dollar. So 
so they, there's no benefit to them other than covering their cost of that particular material. They're not making any money on it. They're just trying to survive at this point. Mm -hmm. In your board docs this evening is a letter that I wrote to Ken Fern back in June, uh, identifying each individual contractor that submitted those change orders to us. Uh, bear in mind, we had several contractors who were able to pre-purchase materials and to avoid these cost increases, primarily our mechanical contractor with all the mechanical equipment we have there. Um, took all the change orders, uh, got with Ken, we sat down and reviewed each individual change order with each subcontractor at our job site trailer to vet each one to make sure that we felt comfortable bringing it to the board. Um, what you see this evening is an outline in your board docs of those particular change orders and a brief description of each, each one and the work we went through to obtain it. On the very last page, page, you'll see a spreadsheet, and that identifies first category is the market pressure paid by the state, 335,000. The rest are market pressure. You'll see that there's an original cost that totaled 894,000. Uh, after review with each contractor, some were reduced, some were withdrawn, um, and we were able to reduce it by $91,000 to a total cost of $803,000 today. It's important that this be considered because our contractors, uh, a number of things there, they're continuing to work on the site, they're manning the job, they've purchased the materials, they recognize they're at risk, they're at the mercy of the board. Uh, it's your, your decision whether or not to uh, approve this. I would strong, strongly recommend that you would. I mean, uh, we feel that they're justified and they are you know, the, the change orders are valid, and it's just the, the world we live in right now. The project is, of course, 100% funded by the state. The state, in our opinion, has set a precedent by already paying them a certain amount of money for the market pressure uh, funding for this particular project. So we believe that they're, you know, they're, they're recognized the fact that this is an issue. And uh, the budget can also absorb this without concern of going over budget. Right now, you, you have a surplus of a little over a million, a million dollars, even with everything we've discussed tonight. So the money is there to, to make these contractors uh, cover their costs. So, um, you know, we, we want to um, uh, answer any questions you may have uh, about the market pressure. I also might, I should add that in the end of my letter, I've noted that the contractors included in these change orders have said that if they are, they are approved, they will absorb any future cost increases throughout the remainder of the project. What's the total amount you're looking for? Uh, it's a total of 803258 Yeah, the last page of my letter. Page uh, again. You see the spreadsheet, Mr. Collins? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, there's an original cost of 894, and then it was reduced to 803. And the other thing provided was the front sheet of each one of the contractors that was asking for market pressure money. Not, not the backup information. Backup information was 
Um, as Brad mentioned, um, the architect and, and general contractor sit down with the subcontractors and going through all the backup information, which in some cases at least one page, but in a lot of cases it's many more than that. And if I may add, we did take a, a deep dive with each of these items during the committee meeting, so we did have a discussion on each <coughs> item. I make a motion we support. Motion made. Is there a second? I second, Dr. Hallinan. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? So this 800 will come out of the million that we have. Mm -hmm. You'll still have a million. You still have a million. Mm -hmm. after, actually, after everything we've discussed this evening, mm -hmm. the pole barns, the greenhouse, everything, you still have a million left. Yes. You still have sufficient funds, to, more than sufficient funds, in, in our opinion, to finish the project. Tammy would probably have the exact numbers, but things are very dynamic right now. But there's there's a sufficient, more than sufficient funds, in my opinion. I just want to add too. I think you know this isn't just this project. I think you're you're experiencing on one of your other projects where the district don't have that surplus of, of, of allocation of funds, so they're going back to the state and requesting that we need market pressure money. So. I don't know how those contractors are going to handle that job, but they know that at some point they're going to say we can't perform this work. Um, and, you know, we don't have any kind of situation like that in this job right now. And, um, I, you know, I'm just saying out of caution that that, that, that could become an issue. And they, they came to us because we're like, you know, you know, you take a risk when you bid a job. Um, and they're like, we've already absorbed all this we're at a point where, you know, we need, we need assistance. Um, and we did go through that mm -hmm. in, in detail with each one. Um, it's definitely an unprecedented time. It's something I would never even, you know, think of, of having to, to, to have discussions with. But um, the, the reason was, you know, it was pretty clear where it was. Brad, you mentioned it was just similar. There's a motion made. Is there any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. And I just want to say on behalf of the contractors, uh, thank you for that. Uh, I'm sure they will breathe a lot easier tomorrow morning when I call them all. So um, I appreciate it and thank they you very much. It. For clarity, we're, we're under bid. We're going into this. We're, we're mm -hmm. within yeah, budget. You have a, we're you have a, as Ken mentioned, you have a very unique opportunity. Other projects are not quite so lucky. They'll need to go back to the state and who knows what's going to happen. With that, it could end up in stoppages, lawsuits, you know, who knows where that goes, but we do appreciate your support. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you. Support, Mr. Speaker, you sure you're done? Pardon? <laughs> Are you sure you're done? I hope. I'm not sure, but we got a lot of things for <laughs> Thank a couple you. minutes. Uh, 610, uniforms. Yes. Uh, Millsboro Middle Cheerleading, Indian River High School Boys, Indian River lacrosse and any river high school wrestling yes we did review each of the uniforms during the finance committee meeting there were a few questions regarding colors for the indian river high school uniforms but mr williams was able to confirm that it is in fact ir green okay and so um he is here if you have any additional questions this evening that was the only concern that we had because the image printed yes. looked a lot darker, darker but that's limitations of a printer right okay but other than that 
they look great. So I'd make a move that we, you know, go with all of them. Is there a motion for all of them? Is there a second? Second. Motion made. Already got white singlet. White never works out well with wrestling singlets. All right, motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Okay. 611, EPRA positions. At a later date, we will be bringing a presentation to the board for an entire look at the EPRA committee after we get through finance committee. These two positions are time sensitive. The first that we're requesting is a school webmaster. That would be someone identified at every school who would be in charge of updating the website, keeping things current, and providing information. The second position um, is the technology inventory manager. That would be, we're asking for that at the elementary schools. That has to do with Chromebooks. There's a lot of um, back and forth with Chromebook students needing them during the day if they're broken, um, signing them out, signing them back in, and at the elementary school, that um, tends to be a need for um, either a teacher or a paraprofessional or um, before and after the work day. So these two are time sensitive, so we're asking the board um, to take action on these two Uber positions. Again, we looked at this at the committee meeting. Um, given the amount of websites that we have and some of them are not being properly updated simply because I think people are somewhat overwhelmed. It's, I can't even maintain my own myself, so um, I would recommend that we support this. And we are adopting a new website, yeah. so we need to train folks, exactly. and that needs to be done during the summer and early fall. This was discussed at your finance? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Oh, guys, first I've heard of it. Is there a motion to accept them? I have a second. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 I'm opposed. Hold the board. by majority vote. Thank you. 6.01, major capital planning. Yes, um, just a brief update in regards to the new Sussex Central High School. Architects are submitting plans for state review. Bid pack A site development is expected to be out in July. Bid pack P B will go out at the end of the year. Artesian and the district is working on negotiating a contract for water availability for potable water and fire protection and we are awaiting DelDot's final approval regarding the school entrance permits. Any questions with major capital planning? 7.02, Howard T. Ennis discussion. Construction is proceeding as planned at Howard T. Ennis. Parking lots are currently being installed and the first phase of paving is underway. Exterior brick and roof metal panels will be entering the final stages. 
roofing is substantially complete and windows are 85% complete. Mechanical and electrical system installation continues and painters are on site working with the drywall installers. The dates do remain the same for student entry on January 3rd of 2023. Any questions? Hearing none, 7.03, GW Carver consent update. Hello, everybody. Hello. All right, a few quick updates. The Indian River School District Equity Steering Committee held our first um, summer retreat day last Thursday um, from 9 to 3 in the Carver cafeteria. We spent a lot of time taking a deep dive into the data from all the equity stakeholder surveys. And we're pleased to present how good our data looks and how well everyone's doing and, and that it gives us some real viable action steps to move forward. And we're going to be hosting a number of focus groups on July 26th, 27th, and 28th to gather additional information from student groups and parent groups and faculty groups. So we're excited to do that and continue to look at the data. And then we'll hold a second day of a summer retreat on Monday, August 8th to work on some short and long-term action steps linked to the work that we're doing to our district strategic plan. So work that we've already been doing and just continuing it. Any questions? Thank you all. Committee reports, building your grounds, Doc. Okay, well, fortunately, we've covered a lot of this already. This will be short. Construction update, um, we did uh, kind of take a look at an Eagle logo uh, for the new Ennis building. Looks really good. That's FYI. Okay, um, new Sussex Central brief summary and architect report. Okay, there's an option of installing a four-pipe fan coil system with a chiller boiler or going geothermal. Uh, discussions have basically decided that the <clears throat> four-pipe fan coil uh, is the way to go versus geothermal. It's cheaper, less expensive to install, and our people are already trained on it. This was something that Jay could have simply signed off on his own, but he asked for input. We did take a look at it, and uh, the consensus was the four-pipe fan coil. As far as I know, he signed off on it already, right? Good. Okay, uh, the artisan proposal looks like it's moving along. Director of Bond Finance is sitting on it now, um, so we'll get a word back on that. We had some information on uh, dashboard, synopsis, things are going great. Steve DiGirolamo is doing a good job. Custodial training on lifts. Uh, we are training relevant staff to, on platform lift certification to meet OSHA. That's going to take place this summer, no firm date. Okay, um, it, this is all FYI. IRHS softball fence, as you know, one of our, our neighbors at Indian River High School has decided that having baseballs come into their yard, among other things, is not what they want. So we've looked at a fence to put up, um, 20 feet by 165. The price was surprisingly reasonable. Um, we're not bringing it to the board at this time because some people might think it's an eyesore, so we're going to check with the owners first to see how they feel about it. Okay? Um, and then we'll bring it back. Um, next month. Alrighty. Town of Selbyville property request. Um, we're waiting on them for an agreement to be presented by the town of Selbyville. They haven't done that yet. Um, we're looking at a 25-year lease whenever that comes back. Town of Millsboro water agreement. Um, we were informed that the reclaim is in the uh, water agreement is in their legal counsel's hands and that means it's got to get to ours and then it comes to the board. So that's it short for the change. Thank you. Thank you, Doc. Any questions? 
Hearing none, 6.02, Comprehensive School Safety. Mr. Castle. Thank you, Mr. Layfield. So Constable Joe Morris just attended the Alert Level 1 Active Shooter course, Train the Trainer. This occurred from June the 6th through June the 10th at Corpus Christi School in Ellesmere. Uh, this course was um, uh, done by the FBI and across the District Bureau. Um, Constable Morris uh, will be able to train our other constables on in-service days, so he's going to be a train the trainer. Um, I also found out, um, coming in, I talked to Mr. Lewis, it uh, looks like Ocean View is going to be hosting something, some type of training. We might be able to get six or seven positions in there. Um, don't know the dates and the exact particulars of this training, but um, it's something that's going to be coming up. Hopefully next month I'll be able to give us an update on that. Um, and I did want to make a comment just with the tragedy at, Vault, at Evaldi. Um, I still feel very confident Indian River is at the forefront of school safety. Too. Um, being a parent of two students in the district, spouse, um, I feel good going to work every day that we've done the most we can to keep our kids, employees, faculty safe. Um, obviously, we're always, if there's any improvement we're looking for, please bring it to our attention. But um, I think we are the forefront in this state in that area. Thank you, Mr. Kaffel. If I could add a little bit more to that. Um, we've got two alert uh, trainees here on the board that have gone through the certification. What people may or may not know is ALERT is a training that's given to all law enforcement in the state of Delaware on how to respond to an active shooter in a school. And there's different levels of ALERT training. And it was, it was uh, such a profound training that at the time the governor wanted every single law enforcement agency in the state of Delaware to take the exact same course. So if Wilmington PD showed up, Sullivanville PD and Capitol PD showed up, those three officers were all trained the exact same way to go in there. A lot of times our leaders take come and emotions take hold of them and they want to make knee-jerk decisions on emotions rather than reasonable decisions. I'd like to thank this board for what we've done through the years because there's been reasonable decisions made and we've been hit with several roadblocks along the way. Before there was a robust constable program, we were looking at a way to put armed, retired law enforcement officers in the schools based upon their HR 218 permits. We thought that it was a reasonable accommodation to help assist the SROs, okay? It, was, it wasn't done anywhere. We thought we could do it. We asked for an AG's office opinion. And about two months later, we were told they would not give us an opinion. So we went ahead and hired these retired law enforcement officers. And then what we saw was an opportunity to become sponsoring a sponsoring entity for constables. We applied to do that as a district, and then they're trained by the state of Delaware annually. So there's no insurance, there's no training that we have to produce. They're trained through the constable's program for the state of Delaware, and we have a very robust program. We also, at a current expense referendum, decided to put pennies aside to help fund what we were doing, because there's a cost to this. This isn't, hey, click your heels and pray that somebody's going to be here to protect us. you got to pay money to get to where we are, to put constables in every single school, multiple constables in our larger schools, and also to have substitute constables. These are the program that we put together. There was, there was no follow this plan because this school did it. This was something we worked through, roadblocks constantly going through it. But what I see right now is people just knee-jerk reaction. I haven't seen any funding. I don't know about you, but I don't think there's been any elected officials in Northern Delaware that's asked us, hey, can you talk about the success of your program? We would like to mimic it throughout the state. I've seen Dover, Dover Capitol uh, Police, Capitol uh, 
School district, they've got it together. They've got cars for their constables. They've really upped their game. They've got tactical vests. Those guys are working uh, their uh, football games and different things. They've really taken this to a different level. But none of those were established prior to us. We've seen other Correct. people go in certain directions. But I read through an article in a news journal this weekend, um, Red Clay School District. They had school board members that were wanting to take the SROs out of the school, heaven forbid, Get them out of the school. It's wrong for them to have guns in the school with kids. It's a knee-jerk reaction to something going on in the media nationwide. ACLU is 100% against guns in our schools. 100% against it. Hey, it was an abject failure what happened in Texas. And it looks like it was one person's poor decision. That's how it can get railroaded. Okay? It can happen. It can happen. There can be a failure within our school district. We've done everything we can to help upper level of cameras, upper level of controlling our entrance points, teaching behind locked doors. It's a combination of different things. We're not prohibiting the public from being able to do anything. Right. If you saw what happened with the, uh, I mean, we're talking about, I was quoting a news journal or a news journal article, and I just kind of think it's odd how we were misquoted just last summer that we uh, voted, took a vote of no confidence against, against the governor. I stood here for every one of those meetings. No one on this board voted no confidence in our governor. We voted no confidence in the order put forth by the governor. Well, we were misquoted and put in the paper for that. So it's kind of dis disgusting the way we've been treated and what's going on. So I just wanted to talk about the successes we're seeing, what we see in a divided nation. We're working together as a board, and we all don't have the same political views, but we've done what we think is best for the students in the district, and it comes at a cost. 2020, one point, nearly $1.4 million put towards the expenses of our SROs, our constables, and our upgrades in our schools, our buildings, our cameras, our doorways, our entrances. Fiscal year 2021, over 1.4 million. This year, so far, through June 21st, $1.6 million. That's above and beyond everything else going on in the district. We've dedicated that money. Yes, we went to a current expense referendum and asked for that. Tonight, there was a change order of an upgrade to solidify the entrance of a school we're not even in yet, $10,000. We put money down. The legislature wants to help us, give us access to funds that we can fortify our schools. We're not making prisons here, but we want to fortify our schools to protect our students. I can't tell you the number of phone calls I've gotten from elementary school parents complaining about how difficult it is to get in our school when they come there to pick their kids up or drop their kids off or do something. I appreciate their concern, but I laugh it underneath my breath. That's because we're protecting our students with our schools. So I just, it's, all you hear is rhetoric on the radio, or rhetoric in the newspapers, across the board. But what we're doing in this district, I'd like to thank my fellow school board members. We've done some good things when it comes to security in the district. Concerns or questions? Nope, just a quick comment. Keep in mind that the thing in Uvalde was one person after things had already started. Prior to that, it was the policies and procedures of that school that cost them the initial entrance in the first place. So we need the cooperation of all the teachers and everybody in the building to basically follow the rules. And I want to thank Pep and his team in particular um, for taking the time to educate his people and then getting them to basically act as our building watchdogs. And the teachers have got to respond. When I say teachers, I mean staff in general, have got to respond to the information that they're being given in terms of safety. All right, and if they're not doing it, then they need to be held accountable. they got to follow the protocols. It's the protocols. Yep. You're right. They have to follow them. Okay? You can't circumvent. Nope. And one other item, too. When we're talking about building a pole shed 30 feet longer and asking for forgiveness, we simply brought constables in with firearms 
and ask for forgiveness. It worked. <laughs> I want to point that out. 8.03, finance, stop. Finance. A lot of this is going to be covered a little bit later by uh, Mrs. Smith. We do have more members of our uh, CBOC member selection, okay, the, kind of keeping on what we're doing. Got four people coming in, one opening. Uh, we did have two surprise donations received by Howard T. Ennis. The Knights of Columbus donated $1,000 for the STEP program and other things. Um, Delaware Community Foundation donated 11000 through the Herbert and Mirtha Calhoun Family Charitable Fund. Okay, this was uh, recommended by Dwayne Lynch. Um, that was a true surprise, and we don't know if they want to be recognized or not, but that basically that eleven grand came out of the blue. I, I know these folks. They're very, very generous. Okay, um, tax rates, I know Tammy's going to be talking about, and that's it. Another short report for a change. Next off, 8.04, cur curriculum. We did not meet this month, so we'll resume in July. Thank you, ma'am. 8.05, DSBA Board of Directors. Ma'am? We had a meeting, but most of the stuff that we talked about had to do with legislating. Uh, the <laughs> bills that are coming up, or they're trying to push through, so I will defer to Doug when he gets to his point. 8.06, DSBA Legislative. from what we talked about last month. We did not have a meeting. Okay. Um, okay, and not that I'm aware of. Okay. I don't, yeah, wait a minute. No, we didn't. Okay. I don't think we did. We had one. Okay, there's nothing new at the moment anyway. Okay. Thanks, Doc. 8.07, Special Education Task Force. Just uh -huh. one item. We had 175, close to 175 nominations for the Special Education Ambassadors. So we'll meet as a um, group and uh, go through those later this summer in anticipation of October. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. 8.8, .8, policy. Chief. Um, tonight you'll see one policy coming up for our first reading, uh, JHF 8.1, Supervision Responsibilities for COSHA's staff. Uh, one sentence addition to that policy, just take a look at it. If you have any concerns, please uh, please bring it up to us, back to us. Um, we do have two policies coming up for a second reading. They were presented last month. That's KBG Social Media Monitoring and IGDF.1, Affiliate Account Information. Again, those were presented last month. Um, and we do have policy EF, which is a deletion. Um, uh, basically, all the information that policy is contained elsewhere in our policy manual, so it's not needed. So I make a motion to approve policy PGB and IGDF.1, as well as the deletion of policy EF. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? passes by unanimous vote. Thank you, Chief. 8.09, IREA rep. Good evening, Mr. Manuel. It is Long still day. evening. It's almost morning. No, it's not that bad. It's <laughs> getting there. It's getting there, but it's not that bad. On uh, behalf of every employee in the district, I want to thank the board for changing course and voting to fund that 27th pay. The past couple of years have been extremely challenging, and it means a lot to the employees when they feel appreciated and that their hard work is actually recognized. So thank you very much for that for, on behalf of everybody. I um, also want to thank the district on behalf of the custodians. Um, they recently ratified a new contract um, with updated language 
and a 3% pay increase in each of the next three years. And that matches the Secretary's 3% pay increase in each of the next three years. So it's good that we're consistent in that. In um, teacher negotiations today, we made a lot of progress and uh, came to tentative agreements on all but three issues. Um, unfortunately, negotiation then came to a halt. Um, and now it seems that a mediator is going to be needed to assist us with these final three issues. Um, this process could take months, from what I understand, which may hinder the implementation of the current board-approved bus transportation schedule. Uh, because uh, we don't have a contract to present to the teachers for ratification vote, um, the district is still requesting that the teachers alter their start and end times. Um, IRAA will hold member meetings starting tomorrow to honor the district's request for an MOU. Uh, the meetings will cover information um, about a district-wide MOU that is requested to expand the teacher workday uh, window to have secondary teachers begin their day earlier than the contracted time of 7.30 and to have the elementary teachers end their day later than the contracted time of 3.45. Uh, we'll conduct the vote at some point after we have those information meetings and then we'll let you know how it kind of turns out. Um, I also want to applaud the board for last month's vote to fully fund reimbursement for the two classes um, each year for all administrators. Um, with 54 administrators at the University of Delaware rate, um, my calculation is that this would be a budgeted line item that would reflect the potential cost to the district of about $308,000 for just for the administrative class reimbursement. The other employee groups are requesting that any of the funds that are not used by the administrators for class reimbursement be shifted so that the other employee groups can utilize these funds to supplement their class reimbursement. The funds are already going to be earmarked for that for reimbursement of classes, so we're requesting that they be used for the intended purpose rather than putting back it into the general fund and used for something else. Thank you. Superintendent's report, 9.1. Yes, just a brief update. June was a very exciting month as we highlighted our graduates at Sussex Central, Indian River, and Howard T. Ennis. Students did an amazing job. Their speeches were incredible. And we just wanted to extend a big thank you to our school administrators and our school staff who made those celebrations so beautiful and um, we're able to recognize our students in a very um, positive way. So a big thank you to the team. Ten point oh one financial summaries for the month ending in May. Is there yes. a motion to approve? So moved. Move. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Go right ahead, ma'am. Yes, the reports are um, available on board docs. They are as of May 31st. We were 92% of the way through the fiscal year. Um, we had received 104% of total budgeted revenue, 100% of budgeted discretionary revenue, and 103% of budgeted local tax revenue. Continue to receive $0 in interest each month um, and have spent 66% of total budgeted expenses, 91% of budgeted discretionary expenses, and 90% of budgeted ILT expenses. And Howard Tianis has spent 89% of budgeted expenses. Part two. 
Part two, to answer your question earlier, Mr. Fritz, there is a balance of approximately 347,000 in the Student Activities Fund. For ESSER two funding, we have spent or encumbered 11.6 million and have 1.6 million remaining. ESSER three, we have spent or encumbered 9.1 million and have about 20.8 million remaining. In total, we have $28 million in federal funds available and are holding approximately 1.2 million in donations and internal accounts. Is there a motion to approve the detailed information on May 31st? So moved. Motion made, second. Second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed? Passed by unanimous vote. 10.03, major capital improvements for the month ending May 31st. For May um, 2022, we have paid out approximately $2.9 million in payments. Any questions? Motion to accept? So moved. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passed by unanimous vote. 10.04, minor capital improvements. We have spent approximately 3.2 million and have about 1.2 million remaining in minor cap funds. Any questions, minor cap? Motion to approve. So moved. Second. Made second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Passes by unanimous vote. Uh, 10.05, uh, FY 2023 tax rates. Yes, in your board docs, um, you have the tax rate summary and the supporting schedules for each of the tax rates. Um, just to refresh your memory, we do this every June. The tax warrants are due to the county at the beginning of July for the, the bills that go out in August. Um, current expense rate will remain the same as that can only be changed by referendum. Debt service is increasing um, to 39 dollars cents um, for the year three and four bond borrowing um, for the new Sussex Central High School. Um, based on the interest rates um, on the actual bond sales, um, compared to the estimates at the time of the referendum, those rates are actually going up um, at a lower rate than we anticipated. The tuition rate is going down slightly, um, so it's essentially the same based on our estimate of expenses for the coming year. Um, that is the most volatile um, based on the, ex the potential for expenses. And minor cap is based on the bond bill. Um, the state puts 60% in and we have to put 40% in and that is going down very slightly as well. For FY23, so the total tax rate we're looking at is $3.28.29 with capitation staying the same as it has in previous years. Doesn't that still put us at the lower end of all the other districts in the county? I believe it does, yes. Yeah. We are not increasing what part of that we control, correct? I'm sorry? We are not increasing taxes on anything that we control with this, correct? Um, tuition is what we control, am I right? Tuition. tuition is the only thing that we... And we are not raising that. Correct. Okay. Is there a motion to approve? So moved. So motion second. made and seconded. Yep. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed? Aye. Passes by unanimous vote. Thank you. 10.06 to recap. Uh, this board approved the 27th pay for the teachers as discussed by Mr. Manuel a while ago. Uh, one quick comment, yes, if sir. I may, going back to the legislative meeting. You are right. There was one. And it was on the Wednesday night of the graduation. 
from uh, Sussex Central, it doesn't matter because that was the week my truck got totaled and my brain was in a different spot. So I forgot totally about it. Okay, I apologize. I'll dig up the notes and report back um, on next month. Just It'll be lengthy again, as usual, because of all the fun things the legislators are stabbing us with. All right. But my mistake. I apologize to the group. We'll go this time, Doc. Thanks, sir. 11.01. Um, no requests this time, correct? Nope. Personnel. 12.01. Personnel agenda. We have a motion to approve the personnel agenda minus uh, employee 79 and minus employee 103. So moved. Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Now, is there a motion to accept employee 79? So, so moved. moved. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Abstention. And can you please pull the board? Yes. Mr. Collins? Yes. Mr. Frick? Yes. Dr. Hattier? Yes. Mr. Layfield? Abstention. Ms. Moses? Yes. Mr. Peavy? Yes. Mrs. Frick? Yes. Dr. Statler? Yes. Mrs. Frick? Yes. Nine yes, one abstention. Passes by majority vote. Now employee number 103, motion to accept. And moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Abstain. Ma'am, will you please fold the board? Mr. Castle? Yes. Mr. Collins? Yep. Mr. Frick? Yep. Dr. Hattie? Yes. Uh, abstain. What am I saying? Of course I have it. Okay. Mr. Layfield? Yes. Ms. Moses? Yes. Mr. Peavy? Yes. Yes. Dr. Statler? Yes. Mrs. Frank? Yes. Nine yes, one abstention. Passed by majority vote. 12.02, personnel addendum. Motion to accept? I move. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any questions? All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. 12.03, contractual agenda. Motion to accept? So moved. Further discussion? All in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Can we go back? Um, I'm sorry. The addendum number two? There is no addendum Who's number two. Pulled. Okay, pulled it. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Very well. I just want to make it was, sure. It was not on the, uh, it was All not right. on the agenda. All right. I just want to ensure that. Yes, ma'am. Thank ma you. 12.04, uh, contract ratification of the custodians. Uh, pay raises. Is there? Motion to accept? So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Um, C12.04 is administrative contract. We were not presented with any administrative contact. Yeah, we we yeah. tabled that. Then we tabled that. Okay. Yep. okay. Yep. yep. Now 12.06, principal positions. We have a motion. I make a motion that um, candidate number one um, be placed at North Shore Saint Elementary. Second. Second. Motion made. Second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Is there a motion for? 
principal. Then I make a motion that candidate number two be placed at East Millsboro. Candidate number one. I'm sorry? Candidate number one. You're right, candidate number one. Sorry. Yes. Candidate yes. Two. You're correct. Sorry. For East, Mill, yeah. East Millsboro Elementary in motion. Candidate number two is North Georgetown. Right. Yep. Candidate number two for North Georgetown, motion made, and there is a second. No, wait a minute. No, no. No, no, no. no. She was the opposite. No. For East Millsboro. We just voted for East Millsboro for candidate number one. North Georgetown. I'm just going by what's on the paper. We just voted for candidate number one for North Georgetown. For North Georgetown. And number two. It's East Millsboro. East Millsboro. Okay. Okay. I thought that. Well, for those applicants, I have a motion was made for candidate number one. That's correct. Yes. Correct. That's correct. Correct. Candidate number one. And there's a motion for candidate two to East Millsboro. Okay. Yep. And there's a second. Yes. Second. Number two. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. 13.01, uh, student number 22145. Is there a motion to accept the punishment? Make a motion that we follow the recommendation of the hearing officer. Second. Agreed. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? Those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Come the time of the end of the meeting for public comment. There was none at the beginning. Is there any at the end of the meeting? Mr. Booth, would you like to come up and speak? Any more? <laughs> Hearing none. Meeting adjourned.